Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. Incredible episode with my friend uh, John Gabris, who is uh, amazing and talented and hilarious. And coming up on an upcoming show of the Pete Holmes show, playing a talking crab, we discuss that. Uh, we got a couple weeks left in this order of the show, so please watch. It's on midnight on TBS after Conan. It's called the Pete Holmes Show. I sincerely hope you like it. This episode is so good. Let's get right to it. Today's sponsor is HostGator. HostGator is your one-stop website shop. HostGator makes it simple to get your professional website online quick. Plans start at just three dollars and forty-seven a month. Let's face it, getting a good .com is hard to do. A .net domain, however, powered by VeriSign, is one of there's plenty, plenty of awesome, awesome names. So you have a domain, now it's time to build your website. You can use HostGator's drag-and-drop builder on or WordPress. No need to code. HostGator makes it easy. Get your site up and running with just a few clicks. Head on over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, get some .net, and use the coupon code WEIRD30 to get an extra 30% off and support this show. That's it, everybody. PeteHolmes.com for any upcoming tour dates. Nothing right now, but we're uh, working on some stuff. And please watch the show. I sincerely hope you enjoy it and uh, enjoy this show. And thank you for listening to this one. A very special... Very special. You made it weird with Johnny Gabies. 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 Call me Gabies. Call me Gabies. <laughs> According to Pete. Hey, I'm Gabies. Hey, Gabies. What's your shirt say? It's a Han Solo and Guido shirt. Or is Guido? Did I Guido. say Guido? <laughs> that's that was a Friday. <laughs> that wasn't Freudian. That's just. <laughs> You know, I can't keep my slurs and my Star Wars characters. <laughs> this has come up on the show before many times. But Star I, Wars? When nope. you interview comedians? <laughs> okay. Okay. Also, I the see. last time we were both on a podcast together, we both had Star Wars t-shirts That's on. right. Yeah, I so. had my heart shirt. Yes. That I get a lot of shit for and also a lot of love for. People go either way. Yeah, I go with the love. Well, Often you, I love. You did love it. I did. When when faced with a choice, go with love. <laughs> I think that it's going to err on the side of being correct more yeah, often than right? not. Yeah, right? Just, just fucking take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what a sharpshooter you are. It's, I've been looking forward to this. You know I know nothing about you. We're going to get to, I'm going to write um, I mean that Learn about Gabriel. <laughs> You needed that note for this interview? I wrote down learn about Gabies. <laughs> right, cool. I have to learn about you. I want to grow together. All right, At the fair. beginning, I'll never be as uninformed about you. What I mean is you're very funny. I think that's a compliment when I have someone on the show and I don't really know them that well. Yeah. But all I know is that they're super duper funny. Oh, well, thank you. Not I that this being on the show is a compliment. I'm just like, right. you're obviously I'm hilarious. not a friend of yours. I'm not like a close friend we, of we, yours. We, yeah. The most we've hung out was when we did Comedy Bang Bang. Right. Comedy Bang Bang. But if you remember, I was a PA on Best Week Ever in New York when you were a comic. Yeah, oh my jeez! Yes. Oh my jeez! Yes. And the only time I ever did stand up at a real club, yes, uh, you were also on the bill, or you were on your way out. It was at Comics with an X, and uh, so you know it's a club. Yeah, that's how you know it's so a club. You know it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah comic. <laughs> comics, comics. Yeah, with and an then X. Uh, and I was like, oh hi, Pete, and we like you'd recognize me, and I recognize you. I yes. didn't really know you then, and then yes. our paths kept crossing and. Various forms of one another. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah, we have like a lot of the same mutual friends and stuff. We do. Yeah. Well, 
that's the other thing. Well, this is one of those unspoken. And sometimes I'm interested. Not again. Take out the idea that my show is special. I'm just interested in how things are booked. Because right. here's here, you in my life, and you just said something very important, which is what I've said a million times on the show. But Sean Conroy was like, "That's how it works. We'll hear about each other. We'll have similar friends. Right. You know what I mean? If if Scott Ackerman loves you, you know what I mean. Like yeah, exactly. I, I don't even know Scott that well, but I'm just yeah. saying if other people, it's like a constellation. We're all part of the comedy constellation. Why is this right in my face? <laughs> I didn't notice that until you put your arm. Yeah, I didn't care for it. It like came on. <laughs> And then you like pointed the cane like and like the you hit the cue. <laughs> a light hit my face perfectly, like the finale of Starlight Express. <laughs> it was just like, answer me, yes. Are you real? Yes or no? I know all the words. <laughs> if you're listening, we just edited out five minutes while Pete sang the whole song. <laughs> he keeps pretending this is about me. <laughs> Starlight Express. Sorry. No, I have sorry. seen Starlight like, Express a bunch. I have not. In London. My parents took us to London. Ooh, to see Starlight Express? Can I, can I put something to you? Sure. Something weird? Yeah. A little bit weird? I was thinking about the idea, the, the quality. When we traveled as a family, we never really went anywhere because we were all just stuck in our own brains. That's the problem with family travel. Uh, not every family. Right. It's Some, definitely an issue with my family. Right? right. Yeah, Because yeah. you have what I would call, I, I'm just going to say, based on that comment, a normal family. I hate these freaking happy families with their passport bags over their necks, t- snapping photos, laughing. No I've geez. never been so angry in Aruba. <laughs> Like, like, which is like the most insane thing, like to be pissed off in Aruba. But if you go to Aruba with your with mom your family, and dad, you right. hate it. Because you, I'm going to put it to you this way, because Thanksgiving just ended. So let's talk about that. But you're not actually there, meaning like your friends are the people that help you uh, get outside of yourself right. and experience something. But when you're with your family, you're only tum- like a sinkhole. You're only going into yourself. Oh, totally. So you can physically transport my family different places. But the but- dynamic doesn't change at all. And we've never actually been anywhere. Right. We've never been anywhere other than our house. Right. <laughs> like, if, you're in, if you're in London, it's still your house because exactly. it's still the same, like, That's tell exactly sis right. to shut the fuck up. That's exactly thing, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, for me, it was like that, except uh, my two brothers are kind of close in age. Well, not really, but one's three years apart. One's uh, seven years younger. Uh-huh. But when we go to Aruba, we didn't go to vacations until very late in life in my family because my mom never flew. Mm-hmm. And then she got sick and was like, fuck this. We're going to travel like all over the world, in quotes, means five different tropical islands. We went <laughs> to a tropical island for thanksgiving uh break and like easter break every year for like four years no I, my, every one of my friends that i was absolutely loaded because we would go to like the bahamas for three nights but stay at like a fucking day's in uh, but i was my two brothers were one go to aruba for three nights <laughs> yeah it's because, how long of a flight is that <laughs> it's not that bad it's oh it isn't from new york oh, okay from new york, from new york yeah. of course of course <laughs> this is the whitest conversation you can have how long of a flight is it to aruba again right 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 <laughs> yeah. sure but uh so <laughs> That's my problem with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a long the, flight. the flight to stay ratio isn't good enough. Yeah, it, it is a little off. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> my brothers were close in age, so we would we would party together. And my brothers are party guys like myself too, so we'd go and get. Oh, you're loaded. a party fella. Yeah, but still, even though it's getting a little sad. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, isn't no, that what we should be? I'm going to interject on that because yeah. I don't feel like we're going to forget to talk about Aruba. I feel like when I <laughs> when I went home for Thanksgiving and get real wet. Up. And where's home for you again? Boston. Boston, okay. Uh, so I go home to Boston, and I get real, real wound up. That show, I do the show at the Paradise on Saturday. Like, you know what the Paradise is. It's just a place. <laughs> at the Paradise on Saturday after Thanksgiving. That night is always just an, an amazing night because I'm so pent up. Like, I'm and you're so, so happy to like, just and, do what you do. So you- when you say it's sad, I, I say, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because when I'm... 
at home and that unique mix of like embarrassed, humiliated, excruciating pain and also like boredom together yeah. in a blender, then when you go out, you're like, no, it's good to go out with friends. Maybe not like keg or I don't yeah. know what people do. But that's like, but like what you do is stand up and I guess what I do is get wasted with my brothers. Not in like a, not in like a, that's my career path. I hope to get my own talk show based on my drinking. <laughs> but it's more like that is. You should have said based on my drinking. <laughs> yeah. Like mine is also. So based on yeah, my yeah. drinking. Like, we all know how you got that. Shots with Conan. Yeah, let's do this right. I just walked in his office. Hey. Jaeger! Jaeger! Fuck up, pussies. Yeah. <laughs> Carrot that- top! <laughs> I would love to see you just be super alpha in a situation. Uh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, and not like, because you actually are alpha, but you play it like you are like... Well, that's the ultimate alpha move, isn't it? Right, to pretend you're not alpha. Like, who, me? I'm just fun dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I run this fucking room right now. <laughs> Like, without saying it, you do. You're, you know, well, you know I, th- I will admit a little bit of that. You have uh, for to be sure. a sort of alpha to have your own show. Like, there's no way you Well, that's can, why yeah. I look at old Chrissy Hardwick. And yeah. I, I don't think he'd mind me saying, but he's just like, I just want to read comic books. You have eight shows! No, I know. Nobody he's, gets eight shows just being like, I just want to be left alone with he's, my He's a fucking wars. genius. He's a genius, He's a yeah. host. And he he's knows. a businessman that like, but pretends like he's just like, who, me? But I'm that's just bowling thing. with friends. Yeah, he's That's great. all of it. And for some reason, and not just Chris, all of them, we kind of look the other way. For example, like when it comes to like Letterman, if he wants to make jokes about cabbage costs going up from 12 cents to 18 cents, we all go along with it, even though we know you've been on TV for 30, 40 years. (laughs) You gotta, you got the money for the cabbage. You are seven steps removed from cabbage arriving at your house. Exactly. (laughs) You grow your own cabbage. You have a man. And you don't know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You don't know where your cabbage comes from because you don't give a shit. But I I think that's super interesting. But I I also do think it's interesting. Like, this came up in therapy. We were talking about, like, what car you drive. And I drive, like, a re- what I would consider a regular car. And I've said this on the show before. But that's a message in itself. Look, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Oh. The, the Sandler. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's that move. The, right. the big move is the small move. And I'm not, I'm not to, embarrassed to, like, to yeah, talk about I it. I already was going, this is so weird you say that. When I was walking up here, I was, I was wondering if Pete was here yet. And I was like, oh, let me see. And I'd be like, I don't even know what car to look for. I'm like, he is a TV host. He has been working for a long time. So he could potentially have a nice car. But the Pete I know yes. would rather have like a Subaru station wagon so that... Uh, Maybe. I don't think you'd mind me saying Zach Galifianakis drives like a Subaru station wagon. That makes like I mean, of course, like because that shit doesn't matter. But like, but that that yeah. is that big move is small move, right? He could drive anything he wants. He could drive anything he wants. He could, he could only never wear drive again if he wants. organic pants. Should we? He doesn't mind if I said that. Is that why you're looking at me? Should we check? You can note the time. I'll I'll ask him. Um, we'll bleep his name. It's a big movie star. Afakis. <laughs> Keep the first like, four souls. Beep of Fanagas. We're leaving it in. It was too funny. <laughs> Anyone could have seen him in his car. Right, right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a big scoop. It's not a big scoop. All of a sudden, super station wagons across LA are being like, this bastard. <laughs> Looking for that Hangover 4 script. Get to the spoilers. Oh, he was in the hotel the whole time. <laughs> That's the big, <laughs> That's the big... <laughs> Last page. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really interesting because yeah. that's that's how I feel too. Isn't it weird? I'm fascinated with how like Apple, right? With remember the white earphones, yeah. earbuds. That was a status thing. I, those things work. I'm going to share a small thought that I had recently. I sure. got an Xbox One. Ooh, Ooh. well, <laughs> I drive a Toyota Corolla, but I get an Xbox One the day it comes out. <laughs> 
I'm a giant child. <laughs> I'm a child with money. It's the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a baby. Way. We're both babies <laughs> with money. Oh, cool. This yeah, video yeah. games, please. I remember being in the Toys R Us wanting my parents to get me the Nintendo Entertainment System, which at the time was like $150 yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. Preposterous. Before that, the only other toy that had reached the $100 was something by Starting Lineup. Remember Starting Lineup? Yeah, yeah. They made like this uh, baseball stadium and you could like put cards in it and it would load stats and you'd like simulate a game or something. It right. was like bullshit. It was $100. And then the Nintendo came out and try- I wanted all these things. Yeah, it was, I remember the Nintendo being the most expensive thing I ever asked for yeah. and being like, this is a big leap. That is My, big- like I was like, huge. Yeah. And when they did it, I'm ashamed. And this is how I think maybe marketing and advertising gets you is as a child, I learned that lesson that I, I don't mean to use like a big T, they, yeah. but they want you to learn, which is look, Love was them buying you right, this thing. Right. If you got them to do that, like yeah. and it was like a status thing. In, it was a yeah, status yeah. thing. And if you had Sega Master System, all you got was two player Double Dragon, and right. the rest was bullshit. Right. <clears throat> also, it's like just video games as a child is like you. You can probably now. I mean, if you're, I'm sure you're this type of person. You can look back and be like. Oh, right. My friend Terry had all the fucking Super Nintendo games. Yes. I, you have the friend who yes. like, got everything. You're like, I'll just play it at Terry's house. I can't ask my mom for this. You know? Like, those games. He were, was the arcade, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you had, I'll like, and you kind of, like, stayed around the social circle. Right. Up until you were like, all right, video games don't matter as much as girls. Yes, See you later, pal. That's right. Yeah. I, I never made that jump. <laughs> that's actually I'm still in the video game. That's actually not true. And that's what's embarrassing. So I got I got the Xbox One. Right. Sorry. I cut uh, you off. No, you <laughs> yeah. didn't cut me off. I'm just proud that I remembered where. Because we're talking about status symbols right. in marketing. We're talking about being kids with money. The reason I brought up the Nintendo Entertainment System was I was like, we kind of now, there's a weird cut out the middleman thing where now I'm standing in the Toys R Us, you know, or equivalent, yeah. and I'm buying the Xbox for myself. You know what I mean? I, I should. I'm my father's age, roughly, when yeah. he was buying that <laughs> Nintendo. This makes it so much weirder. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> when I was 10 asking my dad for Nintendo, he was my age going, fuck you, fine. And now I'm my own age going, oh, Xbox One. As soon as I get a booking. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm no. I'm like asking myself per- for permission now in like well, a that, weird way. That's yeah. what I think we have brain dad. Yeah. I, I, I've talked about that on stage a couple times, uh, but I completely agree. You have to parent yourself. But I also think there's something sad about we're losing the dads that sacrifice themselves for the kids. We now we see a co-childhood and the and often, not always, but often the mom just becomes the mom to now two boys. Right. You know what I mean? Or you know, a little girl and a, and a giant boy. <laughs> which which you know, you see this pr- very prevalent in comedy. We're so proud of it. We're, you know, we're both wearing our Star Wars t-shirts and I'm telling you about my stupid video games that I bought. We're, it's something to be proud of. I'm already the, the <laughs> child in my marriage. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm already yeah. so it's like a bring an, when if and when we do have another uh, have another kid when we have our yeah. first kid yeah. it will be the second like my wife will then have to be like two, all right two John babies. clean up your underwear right. and then take care of the baby right right, right exactly yeah. which is strange right. but then there there is something uh, fucked up in our psychology I think that's just beneath the surface when we're so comfortable with the idea that the wife becomes the second mother. Right. I, I don't think it's as fucked up as we need it to be. It doesn't mean you, John Gabris, and how many times have I said this on the show, want to fuck your mother. Like, that's right. where people always go, like, you some sort of perv. Yeah. No. You learned that love was being breastfed and taken care of and nurtured and sick days and all your bullshit and it was mom that picked you up early from school. And then it, how could you not kind of crave a similar uh, level of attention and affection from a woman 
and then you meet someone that you're attracted to. It often disturbs me how similar they can be right. to a mother. Well, part of, a part of it too, I think, and not to just not out of, for, out of fear of saying I want to bang my own mom. I'm steering it a little bit in the direction of like you are Italian. Yes, I am Italian. <laughs> I, I just wanted to join you in the offensive pool. <laughs> I have a traditional <laughs> Italian relationship with my mother in that she's just drives me fucking crazy. Does she? Yeah. But uh, going back to the wife thing, I feel like there's also a little bit of it that is uh, the wife runs the house now, especially if your husband, if the if the husband in the relationship is a professional comedian in yes. air quotes. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not a gr- I'm not fully a grown up um uh like lifestyle wise like before her I you know like so there's all these new things Baked that I have to do. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you want to come over for just supper? Squeezing cans of baked beans in my mouth using my forearm strength. Uh, I don't know why I have to do it like Popeye where you, you squeeze like- it and squirts directly into And you're your like mouth. that'll be my thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, broads and bodies. Uh but then, like, you, get, you live in a house with a woman who, like, and my wife is very, like, you know, the house it looks beautiful. It's interior design. We right. cook meals. She's, like, a, a, she's a real grown-up. And I'm just kind of, like, holding on to, like, you know, I'm yes. just kind of holding on to her face. Well, you're in like, line with her at the bank, and you're laying on the floor, and she's exa- trying to deposit checks. Right. We're, or we're going, like, a more specific example is, like, we're going to West Elm to buy Christmas decorations, and I sit on one of the display couches <laughs> with my dog and just look at my phone <laughs> until she's done. <laughs> like, and, I've, and then... And that's like I am a child, right? Yeah, and and here you are publicly saying we're both saying there's no there's no embarrassment. That's a nor- that's King of Queens. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's not Cosby Show. No, Cosby Show wasn't mom wife, but the ones that we got were mom wife. Yes. The ones that we wrote, the ones yeah. that we not wrote, but you know what I mean? Like we were a little bit older, right? Kind of for the but people. We grew up, I mean, even The Simpsons, which is like my t- like exactly. my entire childhood, is Marge takes care of everybody, including and f- Homer and Family Guy. I would say took that ball and ran it even further. Even calling the show Family Guy, knowing that it was going to be about Peter, being like, "This is an idiot. This right. is the Ex- idiot with the hot wife, and and he's sitting on the display right, right. Ca- uh, couch or whatever." Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. But your wife is okay with it. See, this this is where we get into Mad Men theory. Right. All my theories are TV based. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. This is like my only touch point. To is culture the, is TV and movies. Great. <laughs> well, then the, le- the the lesbian girl. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. But the lesbian lady who's like kind of hot for Peggy, who's kind of trying to open up Peggy, the, the secretary. Yeah. Says something about like men are soup and women are the pot, and I've said this many times on the show. But uh, men are soup, women are the pot, and she just goes, "But who wants to be a pot?" Meaning like we're a mess without something to put us in, right? But then I feel that female angst. I do. Some, perhaps, maybe your wife are are wired for it, and they also grew up in that sort of house, yeah. and they're like, "This is what it's. This is what I signed up for." But it does break my heart when you have wonderful and i'm not saying your your wife isn't wonderful you understand what i'm saying yeah, yeah. I, i'm not saying no. like maybe a little bit more wild maybe also like a child why why can't women be right. why are they less allowed to be like boop doop doop that like yeah. we don't even have a word for a woman that's like that right like there's no there's no man child there's no woman child you never say woman child yeah, or you like, just say yeah. like peg's a shit <laughs> like yeah. i fucking hate peg <laughs> She needs to fucking calm down. Yeah, or yeah, or she's the most fun girl until you're 25, and then you're like, okay, this right? doesn't grow up, honey. That's but meanwhile, right. a 30 year old man is in like a diaper on stage, screaming That's, into a microphone. Yeah, that is so funny. Last night I was having dinner with some friends, and and we were talking about how a lot of porn stars are call girls. Just, yeah, just that came up. <laughs> three three fellas are talking. I was eating out with three porn stars. <laughs> Me, Sasha Gray. You know, my, I'm in TV now. My, my life is completely normal. I don't know why people think television has changed me. So I look at Na- Natasha Nice, and I say, <laughs> it took me a second to think of a good porn star. 
Anyway. That's a good sign, though. <laughs> if it takes you a second to call it up is, a female It porn is, star. it is. I, I was proud of it. I was like, oh, good. This will make me look like a nice fella. Uh, so anyway, we were talking about that, and, and then one of the guys I was with says, I know a couple uh, – we were just talking about prostitution in general. And he goes, I, I know a couple – what was the term? He goes – Something like high enders is that's what he called high enders, yeah. <laughs> meaning twenty five uh, no two thousand five hundred dollars yeah twenty five hundred yeah twenty five hundred a night and the way he described them let's keep this on women child because it's interesting the way he described them was exactly how you would describe you or possibly me <laughs> meaning <clears throat> I don't know about me but a lot of fun at a party. A lot of fun at a party. He was like, not necessarily the smartest. Who are we talking about right now? So Homer Simpson. Yeah. Homer Simpson. A <laughs> lot of fun, kind of irreverent, not too smart, but like everything's more fun when they're around. You wouldn't necessarily want to marry them, exactly. but they're a good time. You are describing me. <laughs> I, and you and, and Homer Simpson and, and Peter Griffin and all those characters, because that that's the female version we get to get married and like have kids and sit on the couches. The version has to be a call. Girl. And you get to make twenty five hundred. <laughs> What's your pimp getting? A thousand, <laughs> and then taxes. You just made eight hundred dollars. Wait, you have to pay your pimp and taxes. They're not managers. <laughs> They're not agents. I think you do. <laughs> you have to. That would you know. We talked about. I it. would like, like to talk to a prostitute. I want to know what the cut is. Yeah, and I want to bitch about how they take the commission on the pre tax money. <laughs> well, you can't use bitch as a verb because if you say I want a bitch, they're like what what kind? Oh, right. Fair <laughs> Alex, sorry. I want <laughs> I want two. Bitch, sir. I want two bitch to you. As in, uh, fucking, you got to conjugate it's misogyny. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy. I think I think that's a real kind of weird breakthrough that no one wants the female version of us. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking of some of the ones that I know. Uh, Even like the silly female comedians I know well, that's that what would I'm like thinking. who I would think would have that similar personality. Yeah. Are still like there's something more grown up about being a woman. Like they yeah. still have to like. I, I don't know. Is that a weird double standard that, like, if a dude, I think if a is. dude like tucks his dick between his legs and pulls his pants down at a party, everyone laughs. But oh, if like yeah. a girl like flashes her uh, like her tits, everyone's like, "What the fuck is wrong with?" Yeah, that? yeah. Like, no, yeah. there is a double standard. Yeah, that's a- I was actually just talking to somebody about this. Uh, that very interesting. Very interesting. I thought we were talking about how homophobia is like a, is a, a descendant of uh, misplaced misogyny. Yeah, and we were talking about how girls, and this applies to female comedians, and it also applies to female dicks. What we're talking about are dicks. Yeah, Homer Simpson's a dick, but he's a dick, and he's a, and the dick does the fucking. The dick is supposed to impose. He's supposed <laughs> to penetrate, blast through. He's loud. He women come inside. They have quiet little tremors. You know what I mean? Guys are like. Guys leave a a mess. A mess. (laughs) Literally, that's how you got here is your dad made a mess. Inside. And then the woman like cleaned it up and (laughs) turned it into a baby. That's how she cleaned it up. But the misogyny thing is when you say there's things that do the fuck and these are my words and there are things that get fucked. And that's always a little bit in our psyche. I'm not saying this is right, right. But there's things that get penetrated and there are things that penetrate. And as a culture, we have uh, more respect. I'm not saying this is right for those that do penetrate. And Kanye says there's leaders and there's followers, but I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. Yeah. He's saying something that's in the back of everyone's mind. That's why I say, fuck you. If I'm mad at you, fuck you, you get fucked. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. you're a cock sucker. <laughs> you take cock in your mouth. Right. Why is that a bad thing? Every woman I've ever known, you know, for the most part, was a cock sucker. <laughs> that's not a bad Every thing. woman I've ever known has sucked uh, my cock. Uh, <laughs> that's not how you know that's not how I meant it. <laughs> 
can't, I can't meet abroad without a cocksucker. A cocksucker is in the cards, no, baby. I guess I see what you're saying. And then there's a negative connotation. By the way, uh, like getting your a blowjob is one of the best things in the world, inarguably for a man. And to accuse someone of doing yeah, that yeah. in a negative connotation itself right. is a little crazy. Right. And this is why the att- bring it back to you. And I'm sorry it hasn't been too personal yet, but I'm just really enjoying. Oh, that's the fine. No, this is actually very personal. That's uh, <laughs> a long time cocksucker. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it to the uh, to the uh, Italians. Uh, I remember from the Sopranos and some of my Italian friends do it. They don't go down on women. I'm, right. I'm sure that's not necessarily true of everybody. Pause. Yeah, it's an old like it's an old. It's thing. an old it's, thing. Yeah. It's it, a stereotype for both Italians and blacks. I, I've heard yeah. that too. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's true anymore. I don't think it's true anymore either. I think Jamaican dudes is like a rumor. I like they still won't do it. Oh really? Yeah, because, but Jamaicans and they're misogynist because they're well, a lot of homophobia. Yeah, exactly. Homophobia. But then that, again, is linked to misogyny. Right. Why are gay men, like, looked down upon? Because they're, they're getting... They're similar to they're women. They're getting fucked. Yeah. yeah. So you hate women. Just admit it. You hate... Like, you yeah. have... You look down on women. That's why you don't want them getting paid the same. Because I've said this on the show, but that idea that you're like, oh, your boss... If she's a woman, like a big CFO, C- I always say CFO. I don't know what it means. Because <laughs> it's a better specific than yeah, CEO. Yeah, yeah, CEO. Everyone <laughs> says CEO. You've you got one of my improv tricks. Say CFO. It's funnier. Yeah, it's like, I know what the chief financial oh, officer is. That's, of course, what it is. <laughs> but if your boss is is a woman and, and uh, you're also, I think in the back of your mind, you're like, she takes dick at night. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, and if she's a lesbian. And I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I know you can tell me what to do, but yeah. I don't take no dick. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a weird. Who can't, why is it such a bad thing to take dick? Why isn't it like a beautiful Death Star situation where it's a place for the ship to land? <laughs> yeah. Taking dick is a very kind thing to do. No it's matter a what. great thing. They're, they're hideous. They're yeah. oblong. Please let me hide it for seven seconds. <laughs> Ooh, just give me a home. And then, yeah, and then, and then we reward these things. I, I'm not saying this to win points with the women, but we reward reward these women that give us that wonderful gift with looking down on them. <laughs> we got that. We fucked that. We, you know, all these I things. just want to say for a minute, I love the fact that you just said, and I'm not saying this to win points with women. I, just, I don't know, because like, now, now I'm going to come across as a major misogynist, but please. I feel like there's like a lot of like guys fronting feminism uh-huh, like I feel like sure. it's like a new thing now of course because there, it is bullshit the way women get treated a lot now I am trying to win points with women no I understand but so many people are just so upfront of like you know like just especially in social media it's like this is like I'm a feminist yeah. it's like slow down I think the fact that you're saying this that much is it's like suspect. It's, it make it not a big deal yeah, yeah it's not a big deal yeah and you know what's funny is if I saw someone writing exactly what we're saying kind of as a Facebook post as a preachy Facebook yeah. as a conversation for some reason I'm okay with it but if I see someone just just being like, fellas, listen up, and just yeah. like preaches. I'm just right. like, I can't, I can't take it. But that being said, I know the, I know the game you're talking about, which is like, I love ladies. Ladies can do whatever they want. Yeah, I know. They can, it's like it's- they can fuck me. They can fuck me with another lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, also. Yeah. What you're describing is yeah. inherently misogyny. It's exactly it's like, I, just, I love women. I let them suck my dick yeah, all day long. You're like, all right, pal. <laughs> I'll videotape it. Yeah. There's just a lot of shit where people like reblog fucking uh, like some sort of like uh, – you know, oh, this is clearly misogynistic. All right. right. Oh, I'm. St- I, if I reblog it and take a stand, I'm a man that is co- like right. able to say this. And it's like, I just feel like that's like a, like a weird cause. It is a weird cause. It's it's just transparent to me, especially when like a creeper dude, mm-hmm. you know, who's like a like sort of a creep is like posting something feminist, and you're but like, the, you know what this goes back to? The car you drive. It right. goes back to how you're perceived. Like, how, what is so? I drive a, a golf. Okay, it's just a regular golf. I drive a Jetta. Yeah. Okay. See, the Volkswagen is the non-threatening white. 
dude car of the millennia. You know what I mean? So the, I'm driving a golf, and the golf is is a, a little bit of a saying. It's that small move, big move thing. And when people claim, uh, when they claim feminism, when they're trying to be like, I love the ladies, they're also just driving a golf. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just, unfortunately, at the end of the day, I think a lot of what men are doing is trying to get sex and get love. And, right. And, and they're, get trying, they're trying it different ways. Some people use misogyny right. and like that negging and that like, yeah. like I'm the man. I'm going to gonna throw with... down a hammer. Like yeah. those guys that like <laughs> dish out wait ultimatums. I can't wait to drop the hammer on yeah. you. Oh. It's like, Jesus, what you're describing yeah. is a brutal sounding <laughs> wrestling move and you're descri- using sex. And then there's the other people who are like, I think it's bullshit the way women are treated, but right. can you please jerk me off quietly? And yeah. I, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It drives me crazy. I feel like that's like one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is transparent social media where it's like i see i like if you're just like hey check out a clip from my tv show yeah it's so much better than like i've been blessed to have such talented friends ah. as like like you're like so just to use you as a specific example like sure. it could be like check out this sketch from my tv show it could be on your facebook and yeah. I, I mean you're a little past the, all this point no like, i do that but of course i do but it would be a little different if you were like, I'm so blessed to have friends such as Oren who directs such wonderful things. And then it's just a video that you're in anyway. And right. It's like, all right, it's transparent what you're doing there. Right, right. Yeah, great to give Oren a shout out. But I hate I, – I no, think you're that right. so much. I, I think you're right. It's, it's people never doing the thing – that's why – one of the reasons why I think comedy is appealing is a friend of mine just sent me a definition of comedy that someone else said. Comedy is hearing the truth quicker than you're used to hearing it. Everyone else it cuts through all, like bullshit. Yeah, it's why I love uh, Eminem. I, 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 it comes up a lot. I love Eminem because I'm just like, what the fuck? He's just saying really terrible things. Right? Did you listen? Like, so let's talk about Rap God. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Fucking Rap God. Great. Didn't we listen to it? We in listened the gr- to it yeah. when I was yeah. on your show. You came on the show, and, I, and my pre-show ritual was to listen to that album. Right. And we always listen to Rap God, which is so fun. And I didn't know that. And yeah. I am like not a big hip hop guy. I, listen, I love Rick Ross. Yeah. I consider myself try to be the white Rick Ross in life. Yeah. But you kind of uh, look like Rick. I'm you should wear a velour sweatsuit with no shirt. <laughs> my plan is to, if I ever make it big, to literally get a chain of my face that wears a chain of my face, oh. like Rick has. Like I would think that would be so exciting. You, I think he gets it. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? he, he gets he it. He definitely gets when it. When I did, you see the video I did with him? No, I met him on the red carpet, and he made it in the cut. He was so funny. Oh shit! And, now- he, and this is what he goes. He goes. Uh, I'm like, uh, you're, he was wearing. He looked. I'm sorry to say, he looked like Mr. T, but he had that many chains yeah, on. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you got some necklaces on there. And he goes, just a few hundred K in jewels. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, uh, light work, light work. Around the show, we always said light work. <laughs> and then we went, you know I got to shine. That's, and he put his pinkies up in the air, showing two diamond pinky rings. And I was just like, just light work, no big deal. Rick Ross. It's so amazing. He, he put out a video with him and a couple other rappers playing horse for like $250,000. Some insane uh, amount. Of like, they're like holding up stacks of 10k and oh. he's like, you gotta instagram how much money you give me you know like it was oh. so it was like everyone was so obviously in on it they yeah like yeah we're playing for a shit ton of money but make sure you instagram it so yes we know how, so there everyone knows go. how baller we are yeah and i th- I, th- I think him and uh two chains are two are two guys that really they get they, they get it they yeah. they understand what's expected they understand who they are they also understand this is something i love about hip-hop is the idea that we have different personas that's something that i've always been drawn to Eminem for is that he's like I'm three people and I would I'd argue that he has 
more personalities yeah, exactly. than that, but those are the three that he raps with. Right. And that's something that I find very fascinating. Doug Benson was on my show, and, he, and it didn't make the cut, but he was like, I don't think that's true. I think I'm just the same person. And I was like, yeah, that may be true for Doug, and that's what's so great about Doug. Right. Is, is he's a steady Eddie. He's that guy. But I'm like 18 people. You know yeah, I mean? there's like you, put, like, you just like, uh, like, if you're at a soundboard, you're just like, oh, when I'm on stage, I crank these three things that's up. That's right. Bring this thing down. When I'm home with my wife, these things fucking, come down, this goes up. And you're just brilliant. You just like live mix your personality. That's fucking genius. Yeah. And it's true when you go home for the holidays, we all know your parents are there, turn these two up. Exactly. Turn this one down. Right. Or like, uh, I'm at an audition, I'm at an interview, I'm on one of these, like a certain type, even being a guest on a certain type of show. That's right? exactly right. Like, oh, I gotta be on because it's, I've gotta riff on how silly these stupid That's right. videos are. And, and you're taking like away uh, emotional things. Things are out of your control that move the mix number. Right, exactly, well. yeah. I'm in a bad mood. I didn't sleep enough. I'm grumpy. I'm angry. Different sides come out right. as well. Yeah. So thank you for agreeing with that and illustrating it yeah. so well. So back to Rap God. Yeah, Rap God. Uh, I heard my brothers are big hip-hop guys. My brother played me that song, and I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Because he just says so many things that are... Also, yeah. I find That's hip-hop... the one where he says, but I got your mom deep-throating. Yeah. See, when we talk about things being penetrated, there nobody gets that more than hip-hop. I quoted Kanye when we started talking right. about it. Yeah. They get it. T- and I got your mom deep throating is a line in that song. Right. And when I heard it, it changes your temperature, like your skin prickles. Right. It's like the worst. Th- like He's- it's like the last person you want penetrated. Yes. In the worst way. And possible. I'm pe- yeah, a, a violating, hard to breathe deep throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mom. But and and then that challenges you in like so many. It's just so offensive. Right. But then there's also something kind of like uh, ambitious or. You know, not about thinking about my mom deep throating, but like appealing that sort of dick swinging that he's right. doing. Yeah, it's he's, he's it's pissing a baller on everything. Move, yeah. It's a baller move. It's Instagramming the the wads of cash. Yeah, and I mean, and I find Eminem to be like, and a lot of hip hop, a lot of hip hop that I think is good is fucking funny. Yeah, because it has like that like yeah. pace where it's giving you the truth faster than you can handle it. That's where, exactly like, right, and especially rap god, which is like insanely fast. Right, and right, right. And there's a lot of shit in it that I think appeals to comics, like stuff like I don't even know what words to use. Yeah, well, that Other was Gabies. Gabies. <laughs> this, by the way, I have a new nickname. Gabies. <laughs> that was there, there. Was like there's a there's a ferociousness, and it gets your adrenaline up, and it makes you feel big. It puffs you up a little right. bit. And when he got to that part, that was always our favorite part in the in my dressing room. And for some, and it's mean. He's talking about how great he is, and then he goes, "I don't know how to make songs like that. I don't, I don't know, know what, what words, words to use." Yeah, and he's and, talking about some rube trying yeah. to be a hip hop guy, and, and get, all he's saying is like, "Yeah." Because I do, and fucking beat it, and that's a great place. Even if you're going to do like a friendly, approachable show like mine, <laughs> yeah. I still want to come out and be like, you don't know how to make shows like this. But it's true. Yeah. Like, it's true. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, all right, people who hate on, if there are people who hate on Pete Holmes, it's yeah, like, sure. you can't do what I do. There, <laughs> I, and that's a fun and place. And without being cocky. To recreate Yeah, it. being confident. It's like, you can't do what I do this. I have a skill you don't yeah. have. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a line from that song that's very, uh, uh, I don't think you would guess it. Yeah. That makes me almost tear up every time I hear it. Oh, jeez. It, yeah, no, no, it's not, it's <laughs> not that word. <laughs> we just start two men crying. Welcome back to two men crying. It's the line, he goes, it, it's going to surprise me as I'm saying it. It's just, you know, it's not that I'm crying as much as you get that tingly sensation in your face. Yeah. He goes, I just bought a ray gun from the future to come and shoot you or something like that. Yeah. And the idea that he's so elevated that he's traveling to the future <laughs> to buy just a ray gun just to come back you. and shoot you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like... 
That's what I'm talking about. This guy exists outside of space and time. Right. And, and, he's and, just, and that is, yeah. And, and he's just using it to destroy you. Right. Exactly. Like, he's like, I could shoot you here, but I could also just demonstrate my yeah. ability to cross time and space. Yeah. <laughs> and shoot you with a ray gun. <laughs> kind of like a silly cartoonish weapon. Yeah. But I also think Eminem does that really well, too, where it's like, there's talking about popping caps in people's asses sure. in hip hop. He takes it that one step further where it's a ray gun. And yeah. it's almost like tongue in cheek, even about his own genre. And know? I would say, I would, and I want to hear what you think about the song because I keep talking. I'm so sorry, but the, right. I, I would say that things that are funny in rap aren't funny other places. No, there's a lot of uh, weird puns. There's a lot of yeah, weird. Like uh, <laughs> uh, how am I? How am I supposed to? Ba- like if I oh, can't batter women, how am I supposed to bake them a cake? Then that's a bad joke. That is a very bad. joke. It's a great joke too. It's hilarious. It's a in great the song. in the yeah, song. Yeah. I don't because have to it, travel. I don't have to travel overseas to uh, trip to abroad. Trip abroad. Yeah. yeah, like those. Are it's st- a bad joke. But it's a great joke. I think everybody knows that I love it. But, like, if you got on stage and you said, like, uh, they say I can't batter women, how am I supposed to bake them a cake then? (laughs) And people would be like, excuse me? And if you paused? But that's the thing is there's no pause. He's just just folding in jokes and pun jokes upon jokes. And he's saying that after he's going, people call me a misogynist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then going, well, what about this? And it's like there's something interesting about that too where he's like, like, he goes to that run where he like defends all the critiques about him, you know, and he's like, he's like, uh, I'm a misogynist and then says these five things that are brutally misogynist and then goes and that's how he proves he's not in a weird way I I agree (laughs) it's like when he played with Elton John he's like oh you think I'm homophobic and here I am playing with Elton John he's driving straight at it but the thing that I always will find fascinating about any art including Eminem is that he is he, he says terrible things we're in the dressing room and you know there there are gay people on our staff. There are women on our staff. Of course, it's, yeah. It, you know I, I'm it's not trying war- to be state. It's, it's wardrobe. wardrobe. <laughs> it's wardrobe. Yeah. And we're blasting a song that has misogynistic and homophobic language in it. Yeah. But nobody's like, hey, can you turn yeah. this off? We're all enjoying right. it. It's why because we know that sometimes when we get up in the morning, you open the fridge, you just your first thought in the day, you get the orange juice, and for some reason you're like. I'd love to punch my dog in the face. Or just something terrible. It happens. I shouldn't have said dog. I can feel people being like, Pete hates dogs. I don't hate dogs! I was going to say brother or father, and then I went with dog. Well, that's the hierarchy of who you want to punch. Brother, father, dog. That's great. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, that that is the main message of most things that I respond to, um, you know, artistically a lot of times are... You can be a great person and and do bad things or think bad things or have bad feelings. And you can be a bad person and have wonderful epiphanies, like beautiful, gorgeous things. And that's when I listen to Eminem. On this new album, he talks about being a misogynist. And then he says several times that he's a hypocrite. Yeah. I don't, it, it, it's not on Rap God, but he talks about being a hypocrite because he loves his daughters. And if anyone talked to his daughters the way that he talks about women, he'd kill them sort of stuff. And he's like, so I'm full of shit. He says it many yeah, times. Yeah, and I think that's great. And like, we all sort of knew he was. Yeah. We all kind of knew he was full of shit. And right? we're all full of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> he has another line where he says, are you, are you smart enough to realize you're stupid or something? And he's like, I am. Are you dummies smart enough to realize you're stupid? stupid? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's some, I like that's, that's like a smart shit. The, a good marker of intelligence is always how, uh, knowing how little you actually yes. know, right? There Isn't you that go. Like, I feel like that's a great way to like, – That's anyone, also driving a golf though. Right. It is. It's like I know how dumb I am is yeah. saying I'm pretty smart. But again, we're back where we began. It's a brilliant conversation. I'm serious. Driving the golf is saying, I don't know anything. When really you're like, 
I'm reading some books. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. I, I'm, yeah. I'm watching some good movies. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking to smart people. But the first thing I'll tell you is I don't know anything. And the first thing I'll tell uh, you know a girl is like, oh, I'm friendly and all that sort of stuff. But everybody knows at the end of the day, and that's when when you get to the truth of it, fucking is somebody shoving your dick in a pussy. You right, know what exactly, I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's a, it's an aggressive act. <laughs> right. Yeah. And no matter how sweet and nope. a pro feminism yep. you are, at some get point, on get on top, get the girl on top, and light some candles and put on some fucking Billy Joel. You're, you're still, still inside of her. You're still pushing her. a hard dick into, into a receptacle. A receptacle. God, I'm so fucking horny right now. Uh, I'm very... to get home and eat my wife's receptacle. Uh, I... In the spirit of Eminem, as I, I didn't mean to say like yeah. derogatory, but I was a receptacle. So what? I'm a bad person because I said, you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. you think this. No. But this is the internal dialogue I have. I go, like, oh, I said receptacle? What would have happened if, like when I said uh, brother, father, dog? What if I had the classic improv A to C brother, brother, father, dog? If I had gone receptacle, uh, pussy, vagina? Yeah. I still thought receptacle. You know what I mean? Right. When I, fucking John F. Kennedy was giving some brilliant speech, he was thinking some stupid shit too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, no, no. It's fine. I was just going to say like – and then you – Guys like you, and I, I would throw myself in this, like you feel the need to be like, oh, I, I look, I'm yes. not awful. Right. <laughs> I swear I'm not awful. Right. I'm just doing this. And I know it's, but I think there's like that confidence that comes when you're just like, people know by now. Like, and you give off like the very friendly vibe. I have like a little bit of like a creepy look. So when I tell a gross, creepy look. like, well, not creepy, but like, I, I could look malicious. Like, uh, the example I gave is when I was on your show, they showed a clip from another episode, or maybe it was that episode where you went to a kid's fitness class. Yeah. Like, that would be a very funny bit. Yeah. I, it wouldn't be the same tone if I went, right? Just solely if I even said the exact same stuff you said. Ah, that's funny. Just the, look, the way I look is like – It's uh, funny that you, you've you touched upon – very interesting comedy theory in my opinion is uh, something that we've been doing on the TV show is it's nice – it's the same thing as this podcast. Nice guy being gross. Nice yeah. guy being dirty. Nice guy being uh, mean. Nice guy being ugly. Nice guy uh, – that that the kid dancing bit, the kid workout bit wasn't necessarily any of those things, but there's something about winding up a nice guy. Yeah. And yeah. then once they think you're nice, you can kind of do anything. Right. Because like everybody I, behind it knows that everybody's everything. Right. Well, like, I like, like, uh, on your show, you do like the, I forget what the name, they has a cute name. It's like, Pete leaks or whatever. Oh, Pete. Where they like, yeah, give you like a give like a real secret about you, and right. it's like some they're not always the nicest, right? But it's right, like right, really right. fun to see you deal with that. But if like someone came out and told a dirty secret about me, the audience would be like, oh fuck, I did not need to know that. Like I, I think I, I I win points when I say like I've been married, I've been with the same oh, woman for over right. ten years, yeah. and people are like, oh, you look like a filthy monster. Right. But people want to see a betrayal of the form, right? People want to be like, oh, cool, see the nice guy do something sleazy, and the sleazy guy do. But you know what? What's different? You know, I would put you in the Kyle Kinane category. Just the beard, and you like beer, and all things that sound like beard or beer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when it, when Kyle gets on stage and talks about one of the bits of his that always sticks out is crying in the supermarket. I, I forget because he's at Trader Joe's and some emotional song comes on and he just starts crying in the beer <laughs> aisle. Then everybody's like, oh, heart of gold. We want Mo Sislak to read to children at night. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, we yes. just like something unexpected when we sorry to bring my, myself as an example but we used fingered 
once we realized we could say fingered, like we wouldn't be censored. Yeah. I thought we would say and they would bleep it, but fingered gets through, which is great. <laughs> fingered just became a thing. And that's and even saying it, when I like cover my face or blush or like react, that's genuine. Like yeah. it's hard for it's not always easy for me to say fingered in front of all these smiling people with the lights on real bright. <laughs> But, uh, By the way, fingered is one of my favorite words. So I try, funny. I, I try to get it in every episode of Guy Code that I'm on. I use fingered instead of fuck. Like, I'm like, oh, I would love to finger her. That's exactly yeah. so fucking it just filthy. Makes you, also, yes. it makes you 13. And yeah, filthy. yeah. It's like it's something it's, really it's, funny about it. That's what's so funny. It's like the way kittens would be filthy. Like, right. that's what we did when we were children. Although, it's so funny. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, fingering is forever. You know, she Yeah, really, it is. Like, they're into it or But whatever. it's not a goal. It's not anymore. a goal. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. An, it's a uh, mean. To Where's a goal? Yeah, but when you're uh, like, yeah, you're like, no guy, like, no guy is like, yeah, I, right. I've never in the last, I've been with my wife, I've been married for three years, never in like the last three years have I just fingered my wife to climax right. and went good night. <laughs> we like laid next to each other, you know, <laughs> like that's not so something you do as a grown up anymore. You at least get your mouth down there, right? Yeah, like sure. imagine, imagine you just like, oh, a yo, Jamaican you, you guy comes girl. in, no. <laughs> That was offensive. I put my hands up like I was yeah. like you were a giant Jamaican man. <laughs> yeah, I was, and I kind of saw that. It was offensive. No, I didn't no. find it not not for me. I started the podcast off by saying the n word. So, but that that also goes to our point is is like what then we just. You know, I, I don't like when we flip switches on people and go like, "Oh, he did this, and then and then he's a bad person." Right? When it's like you've you've never done this or this or this or this or this, you've never said receptacle instead of vagina, yeah. just in a, a brain fart. <laughs> like we're supposed to. I, I'm just I'm sick of uh, armoring up and being pristine and whitewashing and all that sort of stuff. Just because I spend so much of my life doing that as a religious person, right? That's why I love swearing so much, and I wish I, I try and tell my parents that. You know, the reason I swear so much is like an active rebellion against dogma. It really is. It's yeah. like I'm tired of people being like, oh, he's Christ-like. Why? Because he doesn't say motherfucker. <laughs> me, me Christ did a little, allegedly, a little bit more than just not curse. Uh, <laughs> you can't right. not curse and then be like, he's Christ. He's like, well, Christ had like, uh, according to whatever yeah, legends sure. you believe, <laughs> uh, he uh, he had a, he did some good things in addition to just not swearing. Right, right, right. And had some shit to say. <laughs> right. And, and now we're going around with sweaters and t- and tight, and reasonably uh, tight blue jeans <laughs> and uh, fucking boat shoes or whatever the fuck Christians are doing, walking around and doing the public sins. And I've said this many times, but I can't say it enough. Virginity. Are you a virgin? Because that's a public sin. If you knock somebody up, it's yeah. suddenly very public that you did the bad thing. Right. Swearing, smoking, drinking, drugs, uh, philandering. These are the things people can see you doing. It's very, to me, 1950s. It's just not, yeah. It's, it's just, just like you gross. don't do it. Yeah, you don't do it. Most or, of people- or your mother's sick. You got to let her move into your house. Why? Because everybody fucking knows. I'm tired <laughs> of this shit. You go to someone's wake. That's about you, you stupid bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> you go to fucking some idiot's wake because you want to look like a good person. Right. And at the end of the day, I believe if there is a traditional God or a God energy, that person knows you well enough to know that you went to a wake to win points with your friends. Right. It's so, oh, and that's like, like another thing is the fu- like going back to social media. It's just the people who put up fronts. Who's like, I am so saddened by this news and publicly sad. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And like, I feel like what they're saying is not like, oh, I'm so sad for the loss of a friend. I am wanting you to know how empathetic Gabies, I am as a person. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something weird. 
Paul Walker died, and I worked with Paul Walker one time. Yeah. And I went back and forth. I, and, I, and I ended up deciding to tweet a thing about I had, the, I, I had the pleasure of working with – one of the reasons I can tell you it by name is I gave it so much thought. And I'm going to be honest. It's not pleasant. But part of the, the intention of a tweet like that is to go, I am I, kind. I've worked with – and also – Secretly, some people would say, I worked with Paul Walker. People would say, that's the weirdest humble brag. I, I'd like to say that, I don't think this makes me sound any better at all, but like I was going more for, look, I'm not a monster. I'm also responding to a fake thing in my brain of, oh, people might have seen the video. Don't they think I, do, will they think I'm a monster if I don't, don't reply? Yeah, okay, yeah. But none of this is good. At the end of the day, first and foremost, and I am saying this in a public medium, so maybe I'm being full of shit right now, but first and foremost, somebody died. Somebody who was... Oh, that was what I was about to say. Somebody was cool and somebody who was nice, but go on. I was about to say the same thing. Some people, like, immediately had, like, first of all, just to say, like, he lived life too fast, too furious, or, like, he died too fast, too furiously, I... I'm a huge fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, and I'm a, like a huge fan. And I and I'm and anyone who knows me knows that that and I'm is a huge, great. And Paul Walker is great in those movies. He is. It's and like I, the role he was born to right. play. Yeah, and I really I like him because of that. And I could not, but be- like even if I hated him, I could not believe that people were so quick to joke about his death. I like, hate it because at at the core, if you hate him as an actor. You don't hate him as a person. Or even if you hated him as a person. Yeah. Even if he fucked your wife. Right. And caused your wife to like divorce you. You can't wait an hour after he dies yeah. to say something. Yeah. And then, so these are people who don't even have a hatred towards him. Yeah. Who are just like, I want to say the thing first. Yep. And it just makes me so upset because at, at its core, like you said, and this is what bothers me the most, is somebody died. Yeah. Somebody's father, somebody's son, yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah. brother. He was died. a dad. Yeah, he, he was had a fifteen-year-old daughter. Yeah. And and that's all of us. We're all. I'm not trying to be funny right now. Yeah. We all crashed in a Porsche. I know. I know he's like a, a and I, that was kind of new agey. I'm just saying. We're all dying. We're all burning up. I'm right. not saying I didn't mean to be like he burned up. I'm just yeah. saying everything. That's a, a Buddha thing. Everything's not lasting. Yeah, we're all on so our when, way out. <laughs> and we're all on the way out. We're yeah. all dying. Act accordingly. <laughs> the departed. But I'm just saying that's a that's a thing. It's like when you see uh, a loss. It's a loss for all of us. And I know you could say like it's bullshit. How many other people died that day? Millions? Is right. it millions? But that's that's our that was our representative that day. Yes, exactly. he's on that journey. That's yeah. why it hurts more. When Ro- I was just thinking about Robert De Niro, I saw that poster. I was like, when De Niro dies, it's going to be really sad. It is like, it, and it's like it's weird that we attach sadness to celebrities who we don't know, right. but we do know them in a way. Yeah, we let them into our lives. I let I you let Paul Walker into your life. I'm I've not even trying to be funny. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have seen. More Robert De Niro than I've seen some of my friends. Because well, that's the, way, the thing. Yeah, it's like I would be really sad if uh, a friend of mine died, but like I have seen more of Robert De Niro. I'm not saying like yeah. Yeah, it would affect well, me I in get a different that way. A lot but it's is, like, is that even this conversation, there are things that I'm saying on this episode of this podcast to you that uh, my family doesn't know. Which is which is fine. Yeah, but that doesn't that mean that if somebody really really loves the show and then I were to die, which is going to happen, they might actually feel a loss. Or you, right, w- loving his movies. Yeah, you'd feel a loss. I'm going to say that that's legit. It is one sided, but it's legit. Yeah, it's not like Paul Walker is like if I died, it affects Paul Walker. Right now, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think it's I think it's possible. Like you can be a fan of something and be sad when. It, Absolutely. But I, I, I don't even care about any of that except it's just like. The callousness of like I and I am open to shitting on anything and sure. making fun of anything and and no, no t- but it's like someone did die and, yeah but the 
I think it's more like, what makes you think you have to say that? Like, why would you want to say that? Right. Like, I understand. Like, it's bad... not that funny of a joke either. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, just making a pun on Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, we. that's an easy joke to go to, like, step out right at a, after a man dies and be like, I got something. Right. Here. And it's like. It's, it's like a... one of the first thoughts. Right. The people that saw the accident were probably like, oh, no. Yeah, you know, like, like right well, after. Like, you know, he's like, are you serious? He died in a car crash? Fuck. Yeah. 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 On the way to, like, some sort of fundraiser, which was a, kind of amazing. Yeah. And I've talked about this a couple of times in the last weeks, but not uh, not in front of me. That, uh, I had this, like, same kind of reaction to, and this makes me, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm in the minority here, but when the, all that Rob Ford shit was going on, the Toronto mayor who's, like, smoking crack oh, or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. and people were like, I wish Chris Farley was alive to play him on an SNL sketch. Yeah. Like, he would do such a great job. I felt, it got me pissed off. I was like, that's why we would wish that this legend was alive. Right, to right, do, right. Like, and it got me, so, and I have, like, an affinity towards Chris Farley if it's not obvious in the way I've lived my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I it bothered it bothered me so much for some reason. I got so angry. I, yeah, I, I find my I think I need to get like off of social media completely because I just get more angry. Like I get some news and I'm like, oh, good to know this. Yeah, but I think most of the time it's just shit that's just working me up. So that when I, the next time I'm in face to face with a friend or on a podcast, I yeah. can just like deluge it all out. Yeah, like, it bother, I'm like. This is a man who died from drug use. Who we don't wish he was alive to see what he would have done and changed the face of comedy. We don't wish he was alive so that his family had more time with him. Right. We wish that he was alive so he could play. Um, First of all, <laughs> mock a guy who doesn't really need it. Right. And yeah. also in my head, I'm like, let's hope that Chris isn't on SNL if he's still alive. Twenty years. Uh, <laughs> he, might, he might have moved on. Yeah. He might have popped in. Yeah. He might have came back. They might have had uh, to have Tina Fey. Yeah, a Tina Fey pop yeah. in. Yeah, so that that was that the first guy for you because that was one of the guys for me was when, Chris, when was Farley. Yeah, when he died, it was like like I was into I've always been into comedy, especially movies and TV shows. But like that was one of the first guys that I like looked up to in yeah. a way where I was like, why? Because in Tommy Boy, he was like fat and funny, but not like he was stupid. But it was more like he even knew he was being stupid, and I don't know why. And it's I kind of like we're saying with the rampers a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. Rick, Rick Ross gets it right, and I think uh, like and, and Chris, like he's of course he's so fucking he was so fucking talented. Yeah, but what like. There's just something too. It's like when you're a fat guy and you see a fat comedian, you're like, "Oh man, th- th- I could be this guy. Yeah, I can't be David Spade, you right? Know? Uh, but I can be this guy just based on the way I look. Absolutely. And also, you know, like retroactively, it's like only meant more and more to me as I like as I w- continue to do improv for ten years and know that Chris has an improv background, doing mm-hmm. sketch, trying mm-hmm. to get it. Like all that stuff made me just like retroactively, like I keep just building him up in my head. So maybe yeah. even like it was a big deal for me back then, but now it feels feels even like even bigger like I do wish he was still alive yeah. so I could just keep copying him. right <laughs> like, like at least like, we just, all did yeah <laughs> we all copied at least one or two things from him <laughs> well like my intro to com- doing comedy was just reiterating movie and TV lines to my friends like that's like because I have like an right. artistic memory of TV shows and yeah. movies like yeah, yeah, yeah. just quoting Simpsons to my friends the better <laughs> than anyone else so I was the funniest guy and then uh, I was like oh I like this attention maybe I should just try writing my, my own, own witty, yeah, like, yeah. my own witty responses to things it's so funny that that is a gateway well, like, it's a little boy thing B- boys little boy thing that makes me sad uh, uh, but it's a boy thing boys speak in quotes like when they're young like yeah. like I like have fr- like my youngest brother like 
speaks in uh, Hot Shots quotes. Like, you just, when you're with your friends, if you have this similar movie, you don't have to have an actual conversation. You can right. just sit there and be like, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. And people right. are like, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. It's, it's, the, it's the comedy equivalent of sports statistics. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's what, it, that's what it was. That's what it was for me growing up, was just talking about Monty Python, just saying the lines. Right. And then you realize, like, oh, this is how jokes, this is how jokes come out. This is how you could be funny. I just want to say, can we get any more moths in here? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want to say this whole time. <laughs> I think that might be one of the funnier lines in Tommy Boy. Yeah, uh, Can we whole- get any more moths in here? <laughs> Dude, I used to like know movies by heart, and like Tommy Boy was one of them. It's like, new guy's in the corner, puking his brains out. Uh, here comes the meat wagon. Uh, oh my God. Like, I would do like all these monologues for the movie. Great. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I used to try and remember the first line of movies I liked. Oh, you know the first a, line of Tommy Boy? I do not, no. Yeah, it's that's, hard. It's yeah, hard that's remember. a weird It's usually thing. a boring line. Because it's not a joke. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just something. Like, I tried to do it for Goodwill Hunting, and I think it's like some sort of math equation. I was obsessed with Goodwill Hunting. I saw it five times in the theaters. Really? I was obsessed with it when it came out. <laughs> This is really funny, but I hated Mini Driver. I, give it I could not stand Mini Driver. That's you know really hook, weird. Hook, hook, dunk, dunk. It bothered me for some reason. Hook, hook, dunk, dunk. Oh, my yeah, God. I, I wouldn't look good in shorts. You know, that's what, like, the line she says. And I'm like, why is this genius falling in love with her? <laughs> hook, hook, dunk, dunk. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. I fuck. I can't believe I loved Goodwill Hunting yeah. so much. Yeah, it really, really affect. I think I was at the age when I was trying to look for good. I started having taste. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I can make this. Part of it was like, I can make this. You're a right. How old are you? Di- I'm 31. I'll be 31. 31. So we're we're similar. And then it's that sort of like time when you're like, maybe I like a good movie. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah, what like I mean? maybe it's time for me to branch out. This is not and it's animated. A, it's yeah. a great gateway. Yeah, and it it's got fights. Yeah, it's got it's got sex. fights. It's got. But also for whatever, I was 13 or, you know, and yeah. you were 15, 14, yeah. whatever, we were around that age. That's a good age to watch a movie about men being good friends to each other. Yeah, too. that's right. Like guys who were like, I'll take a fucking bat to his head. Yeah. You know, like that kind that of shit. That line where he goes, any one, of, any one of those gorillas, as you call them, would yeah. take a bat to your head. I and fucking, I like, exactly. And ooh, <laughs> that's how we're supposed I just got to be. Chills, I, I did too. I did it. too, up the neck. Yeah, and when you're, when you're that... <laughs> And when you're that age, it means that much to you where you're like, oh, shit, I like I have friends that I, you know, I'm not a bat to the neck type of guy, but I am the like I got I have friends that I would do anything for. And it's like when you're 14, you hear that and you're like, and it's a movie about a genius who's like not upfront about being a genius. And it's like kind of what we all aspire to be. We all want to be like all I feel like comedians, especially like they we all want to be like. Did you know that Pete Holmes is like fucking memorized? Right. You know, like, right. You know that, yeah. Doug Benson you know can play any song on the piano. It's but like, don't you? Do you know that John Gabriel knows every funny line from Tommy Boy? You're waiting for acknowledgement. You're waiting for people to think that you're a genius. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. And but that is the feeling of thinking that you might be talented, which I think is is you know most people. Yeah. Uh, and then like waiting to be discovered. Right. You're right. waiting for your Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> to go the fucking Fields Medal. <laughs> This is so. We can. T- I can talk about Go Hunting for the rest. We of the can. Life. I don't. Give, I don't give a shit. It's fantastic. That's really fun. Like I was so obsessed with that movie. Why? So. But you're. You're from. 
I'm from Long Island. Long so yeah, Island. but Long Island has the same thing as Boston, where I it's, always think the accent is the same. It's very similar. Pete Coriel, you know Pete Coriel? I don't know. He's this guy. Every time I saw him, I was like, "So you're from Boston?" He's like, "I'm from Long Island." Yeah. I was like, "It sounds exactly yeah, the same." Yeah, it's back then it did. It's, it is still pretty similar. Like yeah. Long Island, and like even like a harsh New York accent, which is what Long Island is, but just tackier. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> why is it tackier? Long Island is like the affluent, right, isn't it? Right, but it's not like it's not uptown. <laughs> it's not yeah. Manhattan. It's, yeah, it's yeah, affluent, yeah. but it's, you know, like you're commuting into the city still. <laughs> what? You're affluent enough to live in a nice house, but you don't, you know, like yeah. you don't live in this. You don't choose the city because you like museums and shit. You live in Long Island because I like the uh, restaurant and the beach, you know, like. <laughs> I like a nice flight of the zone. Yeah, I want to la- raise my kids where they can play soccer in the backyard, you know. <laughs> I remember somebody when I moved to New York, they were like, she lives in Long Island now. And she's like, you could always live to move to Long Island. And I just knew it was like, nah, yeah, well, that's th- not going to happen. I would be. I didn't even know much about it. Just its reputation. You know what? I think that's why I like L.A. so much. Tell me. It's a lot like Long Island. It's really a lot like Long Island out here. And I, I've only lived out here for a year. And I lived in Brooklyn for the last eight years. But this is a lot like Long Island. I feel like I came home in a way. When really? It's, yeah, because when Long Island, when the weather is nice, it is what L.A. is. It's like four blocks of suburbs, then a main road with like a hundred things on it, and then four blocks of suburbs, and then a main road. Really? Yeah, at least like the part of Nassau County where I'm from, it's a lot of, it's a lot of shit like that where it's like Sunrise Highway, but bl- above and below Sunrise Highway is where all your friends live in nice little huh. alco- cold descent sacks and courts and yeah, yeah, yeah. lanes but on sunrise highway is like 50 shopping centers and yeah. applebee's and shit and it just reminds me of like where i live in west hollywood it's like melrose is this major road but then one block in either direction yeah. just quiet suburbs it's really weird actually even proximity like the- to the water yes you know? yes yeah. Yeah, I go, you just won me over for long island uh, long island <laughs> it gets a bad rap but i have i have long island pride you do i do have some serious There's no long- problem with that yeah, i don't think so either yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's good. I was I was just gonna tell you, you know what part of the country I don't care for? I was like, that doesn't that doesn't serve anybody. That's someone, an interesting story to it. You someone... always start conversations with you know what part of the country I have no use for Florida. <laughs> well, no, I love Florida. <laughs> uh, so where where let's let's do a little bit of the origin story. Where, you're growing up in Long Island. Yes. When did you want to be a comedian? Um I s- I was always kind of like funny, like a wise ass, like bad behavior funny. Even uh, as a little one? Yeah, even as a young I went to, up until I was 13, I went to like an all black and Hispanic school. Oh, wow. And I was like one of the few uh, white kids in our cl- in our uh, grade. You know, like we were all in advanced classes, which is sort of like, you know, institutional racism. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It was like, oh, all the white kids are in advanced. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was like, or at least most of us were. And I, it was more than a coincidence, I feel like. Um, oh, like they did it on purpose. Of course they, they'd have to, right? Right? I, I don't, and I don't really understand it. And then, but the way I branched out to these people who I had nothing in common with, uh, at least I didn't think I had anything in common with the black and the Hispanic kids, was being funny. And they always found me it's funny. Such to be... a great bridge. I love that. Yeah. To this day, I love that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it doesn't have to be racially. Right. Sorry, I'm eating. No, it's okay. Oh, just like someone who just like there's something about like winning someone over by just being. If I can make one of my fathers, my father is like a no caller. You know, he's uh, <laughs> does oil tank removal and all this stuff. If I can make him or one of his friends laugh or something. Oh, it's a I'm big victory. Like, what yeah. is this? Yeah, I mean, and it's not with some Tommy Boy reference. It's usually with something. To be honest, it's something dirty. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I sort of, I sort of know that in a weird way too. It's like you can like temper your material to be like when I'm around a certain group of my friends. I know, like when I'm around my Long Island meathead friends, I know I could just be an absolute asshole. To That's everybody. another thing. That's another thing that I just feel like is unspoken, and I'm so happy. It's those levels. It's yeah. those levels. And when I'm hanging out with my black friends, they just know. They know. 
They know when I'm hanging out with, like, if I have dinner with my black friend, uh, not that I only have one, but I'm thinking <laughs> of one in particular. We talk. There's a, there's a, a, an acceptable amount of kind of like cooling up your your the way you talk. Oh well, I'm I on the show Guy they, Code with mostly black comedians, yes. right? And like when we do things together, it's like. I like I don't even really do stand up, so I've never really been in like that environment. But when I hang out with like uh, Donnell and Damien, yes. and like I am, I I find myself saying shit that I'm like, of course, yeah. and it's like I know you guys are gonna I'm laugh. Sh- yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, but it's it's another one of those two chains uh, things where you're like, you know, I yeah. know what I'm doing, right? You know what I'm doing. When I'm in Boston, I do it. I do. I, people know this. I do a fake Boston accent the whole time I'm home. <laughs> Why? It's fun. And then I'm with my. Uh, I'm thinking of, in particular my friend Kenya, who I love saying things like "it cost a grip." What? <laughs> I don't know what a grip. I love saying like "it cost a grip." I'm the trying second to think. You call me son in conversation. I'm gonna say son. That's right. Times. Why I'm wouldn't like, you? Of course, son. Or like, <laughs> you know what? It, I'm so glad you said that because it made me remember, first of all, I loved it, but it also made me remember a big one that I do with my black friends is I'll say, he's my boy. Yeah, or I my w- man. Or my man. <laughs> it's the most subtle. I'm not going around really hip hopping or whatever you want to call this uh, to the language, right. but I will start saying like, you're my boy. Yeah, my oh, you, you don't know my boy Pete Holmes. Yeah. yeah, my man Pete Holmes is mad funny. I'll exactly. say shit like that exactly, and like I still do that even when I'm not around my black friends. But it definitely comes up more. More. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, it's not. It's the same thing as the handshake. Now the handshake. Kamau Bell and I were recently hanging out, and and he was talking to me. He's always he's a very challenging person to me because I don't even realize sometimes the ways in which I can be closed minded or yeah. or small minded when it comes to racial things. So it's helpful to have friends like him and we were talking about the black handshake and he was like well it's not really a black handshake it's, it's more like a hip hop you go to the suburbs there's hundreds of thousands millions, yeah, yeah. millions of white kids your black it. doctor is not doing it either right <laughs> he's like when you're deciding whether or not to go for the black handshake or we'll just say the hip hop handshake uh, you're not necessarily just looking at race you're looking at context like Obama you're going for you know a regular yeah. although there's that funny video of two black guys you know Obama meets a black guy they might go for more of a flavor yeah. handshake <laughs> but if you uh, my brother's a rap producer when yeah. I shake his hand we do the we do the one, two, My My brother's an three. elementary school teacher and my other brother's a nursing student. But they're like, when we see each other, it's this. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. just bled its way into the community, into the into the white community right. is what yeah. I'm saying. So it's no longer a racial uh, It's racial more like thing. an urban thing, which is like a weird way of saying black, but it means more. Like, of course yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, I, I think – one of the reasons why it's okay. Urban to- is like a TV way of saying black, right? It's like a yeah. development executive and way of saying And also more energy. Yeah. <laughs> if, if a black guy gets more energy as a direction, they mean black. Blacker. Black it up. Yeah. Black it up, please. Uh, but, you know, I think like, this is kind of silly, but like jazz and like hip hop and all these things, even the culture of it is kind of cool. Right. And that's why us two white guys, I think, can get away with having this conversation without being like, Ooh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's well, like- it's like uh, when you're like, I want to be more like that. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. cooler thing. Yeah. It's, it's cooler to say my man than yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah. My boy. Yeah. This is my boy. It's such a fun thing. You know thing. my boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, grip, grip, I, I straight up ask Kenya, straight up, I straight up <laughs> ask Kenya. It's happening now. <laughs> it's happening. For those guys, it's happening. Because it's a podcast, you should know two black guys have just been standing in the corner of the room so we can talk <laughs> like this. <laughs> dope is a big one for oh, me. Oh, I say dope. I saw dope go away and it came back. I say dope in conversation. Now. I do too. Yeah. That has like nothing to do with he is dope. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope, dope as fuck is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Kamal Bell said to look for. 
Uh, he that? he was just always like, it's not a black handshake. It's it's like a it's a it's a if if you like my brother, I think that's a good example. Yeah, hip hop. He's in hip hop. Right. He's probably gonna go for that handshake. That's a really fun. I did not know that about your brother. And now it's he like still a, sags his drawers. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> my youngest brother still sags his drawers. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, was, I didn't until I was about eighteen. I didn't. I was always like a little square. Like I wore like uh, corduroy shorts and air walks from like seventh uh, grade until like. Uh, Question mark. <laughs> I, oh, like a good party. I, I feel like that's far less embarrassing than me going to Lexington High School, sagging my Dockers. Right. And borrowing clothes from my brother. He had shell toe Adidas and stuff. And the, I would, just looking for an identity. You know what I mean? That's that, really, that's, what's it like when you hang out with your brother? If you if your brother is a, a hip-hop producer and you are who I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do you got? Like, uh, is your brother, does your brother have any of the Pete traits that, like, oh, we associate with you? Like, is he like... Not, a, not really. He's less goofy, a little less silly? I mean, he has a silly streak for sure, but, like, he can be, he's, he's uh, if you met him, you would be surprised, I think, that we're brothers. Right, We okay. often get that. Yeah. Is that, like, I know who he is and I know he can be very silly. He quotes things incessantly and is your brother funny I always ask this question he is t- funny yeah. yeah he's very I think funny. my brothers might be two of the funniest people I know oh really and I'm worried that they are and like they're kind of like in on it I think they're funnier than I am oh that's great yeah but you or know at least they're funnier because they're they're not actively seeking out the fact that I'm actively seeking out well, just knocks the, me down five pegs one of the least funny things is trying to be funny right everybody knows that but the thing that I this is a great Robert Klein quote is he's like there's being funny in the car on a road trip yeah that's great I, you know, I, I was going to say something kind of condescending, but it's true. Like, I do kind of miss the simplicity of those days where it just was about being funny yeah. in life. Because I, I sometimes look at my funny tank as, as, a, as a resource that needs to be renewed and can be used up. You know what I mean? So if you're funny all day, sometimes it's like a little harder to be extroverted at night because right. you've been doing it all day. It's tiring. So uh, Robert Klein talks about like there's funny in life and then there's funny at 8 o'clock on Friday. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and that's that, the difference. Right. I've always found myself uh, to be – I'm more the car ride funny than – like I mean I, 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 I'm a, a making it so far as a uh, comedian in whatever yeah. capacity you want to call it. But I feel like my real strong suit is meeting funny. Uh, oh, meeting. <laughs> like meeting funny or car ride funny or oh, bar – meeting f- funny. Yeah, or bar funny. Like uh, that's what I'm better – I feel like – and I'm not trying to knock myself down like like exactly I sound like you now. I'm not trying to knock myself down to get built back up by uh, yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, sure. I find that I ha- I am the funniest. I'm your funniest coworker who's really been just making it a crack at being a professional for the last ten years. Like that's yeah. I, that's uh, my sense of humor is more like standing in a room with like like locker room funny or like uh, you know like bar, like bar funny that's like the kind of funny I that's am that's so great like and I I, I'm, I envy that yeah I'm sort of like a, a very funny layman who's like okay I'm gonna try to do comedy it's like oh you're pretty good at this you know like but like I, I don't think I'm like I'll always be the funniest guy back home I'll always be the funniest guy on my rugby team but I, I I'm okay with just being like one of the dudes going after it in the business you know that's so funny I can totally see that for like, you that's just like how I came up as and then I was like oh I'm gonna just try to do this professionally and I've gotten I'm doing it enough that I consider myself one but really I'm just mostly your funniest friend from high school is what I am yeah Yeah, but that that uh Honestly, my main feeling when I hear all that isn't like poor Gabrus, he isn't as funny as he is yeah. on the rugby field. Right. And I, I'm not I'm hearing you say that. I'm not saying that. But I'm like, God, I 
I, w- I, I feel like uh, a lot of people, me included, will uh, fade away like in a rugby game. Maybe I'll be on. <laughs> right. Maybe. That's like what. That's when I love it the most. Yeah. Know? Like I, I love just that. like pre-show banter or something. And then when I go to do my real show, I'm just like, oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> Not terrible. No, I'm, ver- I'm good. But it's like I'm like, oh, this is I'm so much more like I enjoy that world more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A real place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas one of the. One but of the- I think it's because the pressure's off. Right? Like, it's like, I'm not trying to, I don't have to, the fact that I'm even trying makes it this huge deal. Right? Yeah. Where, and then it's like, uh, like, you kind of talked to, I listened to a couple episodes before I came on. One of them, I listened to my friend Gamberlings, and he's talking about like that, we're both improvisers, we're both lazy people. And it's like that yeah. thing where it's like, when you actively put it out, it's like when it can be judged even more. But when you're just fucking well, throwing he's so aside, funny yeah, too. yeah, he's so funny. In that way. Yeah. In both ways. But I'm saying yeah. like in that offstage, real funny way. Right. Yeah. He can make you fucking laugh. And he could really make you frustrated as a human, too. Why? Because he, he. Oh, he, because he's so funny. He's so funny and so smart and so quick and does not mind, distri- like, just, just systematically, just like, uh, I have, uh, like, I am. Stick to your guns. I love to argue. I love to fight. But with with John, I'll just be like, "All right, man, fine, you win." That's <laughs> you know, like, so like, crazy. Fine. <laughs> but the, okay, so here's what we're talking about. I think is uh, funny. People have this thing, and I'm just picturing like a ball of blue lights, <laughs> like some sort of talent. Yeah. And uh, there are people that like, in order to become the kind of thing that can deliver that on command. So whether it's uh, you're coming on this podcast, Deliver, which of course you have, or you have an audition at 3.15 on Tuesday and it's going to be three minutes and you have to be on there. And then you have a show Friday or, uh, you know, I don't even perform on the weekend so much, (laughs) Thursday at 9, be funny then. It's the cultivating and it's the uh, grooming and it's the training of that blue light energy thing. They can sometimes make it go away a little bit in your actual life. Right. It's not that I'm a grump or anything, but one of the things that I – the people who know me best know is that we'll go out and we'll be funny. Like if I'm telling a story – you know what I mean? It's got you're, – you're a performer. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do good yeah. with that story. You know what yeah. I mean? But for the most of, most of the meal, it's just going to be just talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I envy the, the guys that, that can spread the blue light around and not just be like, no, I only give this to paying people. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What kind of a life is that? Like, I, I actually try and rebel against the idea. Like, comedy should be freely given. I shouldn't necessarily just be sitting on it or embarrassed of it. Like, if I'm in a green room and I'm being funny and I'm like, oh, people think I need it all the time. Right. Well, that was one of the first things that threw me for, uh, like, I after I did some comedy in college and then when I came to UCB, I started taking classes. And then when I got put on a team and I remember going backstage for the first time when there was other performers that I've been watching for the last couple of mm-hmm. years, like last year or so, like Gamberling and those people and then just seeing some of the people who I thought on stage were so funny being so normal so normal and I just I had this like assumption that uh, I'm gonna go backstage and everyone's gonna be like me everyone's gonna be like you know it's gonna be like just like uh, a pissing contest everyone's cutting on each other you know like uh, there's gonna be like rough housing and people are all gonna be like hey look at this fucking loser grabbing each other's asses and shit and I get back there and it's like a lot of people were just like sitting around quietly talking trying to focus up yeah and I'm like oh you know you know what you see? This actually uh, speaks in favor of the comedy cellar, which is kind of one of the last vestiges of that sort of ball breaking thing. And I've only gone there maybe fifteen times in my life, sitting upstairs. I've never yeah. performed there. But the idea that you're back and, and have Bill Burr and Jim Norton and Keith Robinson and all these guys just go 
after you and then go after each other. One yeah. of the funniest things, Big J. Yeah. Some of the funniest things I've ever seen were there. That's where that exists, but it's only in this sort of uh, machismo-infused right. macho, yeah. just like, look at this. You're going to hear a lot of the words that we've been talking about yeah. that you're not supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, look at this fucking pussy. Like, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But it, it is very I love funny. That. I love that world. Like, I, yeah, like, you should have. You should, you should, I should just do stand-up just to go hang out yeah. there. I would love that. Well, that's my. that was my upbringing, is like that's what – uh, when uh, talking, going back, looping this all the way back to the man child, my father right. was uh, not silly at all, but he was relentlessly sarcastic, relentlessly an asshole, making f- actively teasing his children, like actively really? making fun of us. <laughs> no, and so yeah, and then so busting and, your tiny balls, like literally busting balls nonstop, my, destroying my mother, the, <laughs> busting our balls nonstop. And then me and my brothers have cultivated this relationship where we are just relentless with each other. Yeah, and there's three of us, so it's just like randomly, it's me and my bro- uh, me and one of my brothers. I'm not using any names because they're teachers and shit. Yeah, uh, me and one of my brothers versus another, and just tear them down. And then randomly, the laser lands on me, and then those two guys tear yeah, me up. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like my one time, my wife uh, was uh, over back when she was just my girlfriend, and they were my brothers were relentless just shredding me all this shit you know like you're fat all this stuff and my wife stepped in and was like hey 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 oh no uh my wife no my uh my wife jumped in and was like ma- teased me a little bit too and my brothers turned on her and was like who the fuck like and just took her down oh not, not in like a malicious way but it's in like oh you want to like, play you yeah, put like, a quarter in the jukebox yeah, exactly it's like oh you oh you want to come in this room sure but this is what happens here yeah and it's like that was like my <laughs> what did they say about her they were just like why don't you you know like you're the one who fucks this guy you know like oh, oh just like take, i'm trying to remember specifics but it was so long ago and it was one of those things where my my wife was like, "Oh, this is how this is going to be forever." Yeah. yeah, and I and like that's like one of our things we come back to in our relationship all the time is like, uh, I have to like let things live. I have to just like I don't need to have a comment for everything because it's just you do. Yeah, my wife tells me all the time, it's like you don't need to have a comment for everything because it's just like that's the way we were brought up. It's like to if comment. you dropped something, if you like, you know what I mean. Like if you in my house, if that you like so open the fridge wrong, you can just get berated for it. You know, and right? like, that's how I grew up. So I'm also a little too uh, like like Your judo. Flight. I'm like a little too judo. All where the time. I, yeah. yeah, where someone like says something, I'm like ah, I got you, and they're like whoa, <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. Like, uh, recently, I was on the road, and like the guy behind the counter, there was another comedian there. I'll say his name, uh, name drop, like we do ooh, on the show, yeah. Horatio Sands, and he uh, someone oh. was like, I'll get you your room key if you do a comedy skit for me or something like that. And I just came up, and I this kid was like 18, and I just went uh. Uh, does anyone, when you're hanging out with your friends, does anyone say, hey, man, can you check me into a fucking hotel room? No. So let us just do our job when we have to do our job, all right? <laughs> and they were like, uh... <laughs> and Horatio, everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he was like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't let things live. I uh-huh. have to, like... I have to, re- like, I feel the need to tell someone what you said was stupid. Here's yeah. why. <laughs> well, you're saving situations that could have just breathed, I guess. And would never... It wouldn't even hurt me if I just let it go, you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm learning that with my wife where it's like she says something wrong and I'm just like like and it's minor and it's just like okay or well you're about to have a kid too yeah and that seems like it would inform your right i don't your ring. yeah and i think Look i will at this little shit crawling on all fours i will get a job i think i will be like that i think i will laugh in my son's or my daughter's face if, if, if and when we ever have a child i think i'll 
openly laugh if they do something. I'll be like, you Isn't are she pregnant now. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought I'm, she was pregnant. No, based on what you said in this interview. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. earlier. If I, I if I misled that in any way, oh, okay. no. at least unless you know something. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Uh, no. It's another ambush podcast. <laughs> you said the N word and you're having a child. I didn't know any of this. <laughs> uh, and I, I I think I'll be like that. Yeah. Because I, 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 I well, you like it. I do like it. You like what it did to you. Yeah, and it, I think it like. But do you do it to yourself? Oh, yes. I mean, I'm like, not, in your brain? Oh, I... Look at me opening the fridge like a piece I of shit. I will say that shit all the time. I'll open it, I'll, um, I'll say something in conversation, then immediately call myself out on it yeah. to beat everyone else, to be like, no, I know I fucked up. Reminds nice me, try, asshole. Reminds me of the fat girl on Punky Brewster, <laughs> who would make fun of herself before others could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is part of it too. No, it is. Yeah, it's no, we all we all do that. Like I know, like I like, and you know, I and I think even when I do any uh, any material, I'm always just like I have a lot of like, well, but but don't worry, I know I'm this fat. Well, this is, yeah, this nice is, try. Yeah. That's the Marin thing, and Marin's quoting somebody else, and I f- always forget who, but he says comedians become comedians to control why people laugh at them. So that when you go on yeah. stage and you're like, I'm fat, or I say, which I say all the time, I look like lesbian Val Kilmer. Or, yeah, you know, you're but, just like you want to be like, ah. I know. I got it. Yeah, don't worry. It's a high status thing. You can't fuck me. I'm fucking you. Exactly. With the dick made with of insults the... of me. And deal with that. Because that, that just happened. <laughs> I just made a dick out of insults for myself yeah. and fucked you with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone in the crowd's like, I'm sorry. We are way lost. <laughs> <laughs> but what it's was the dick made out of? <laughs> but I mean, like, when it comes to self-love or whatever, I don't know. It doesn't sound like you're beating yourself up. It sounds like a good thing. Yeah, no. I, it's like, I'm just, I think it's just being self-aware. It's yeah. Like, it, that's all it is. Well, it's that's like, the thing is we are kind of stupid and, and pieces of shit and bad and all these. And it's yeah. kind of fun to just live in that honesty. Right. To just And also, if the second you live in that honesty... It just feels like you're apo- like you're not apologizing. You're uh, 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 allowing yourself. Yeah. You're, you're like, ah, oh, look, I know I'm a fucking fat child who probably shouldn't eat this much, probably shouldn't smoke this much, right. probably shouldn't drink this right, much. Right, right, right. And it's like, but it's if I know I'm, th- I know it's wrong. But how fucking fun is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like well, it's like one of those things. Like uh, I always, my writing partner and I, like we party a little too hard for guys in their early 30s who are trying to make it. You know? Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, and it's like we're like hungover for meetings and stuff, and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? But we know what we're doing, and we fucking love it. And yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, oh man, we really got to grow up. But what we're just saying is, we know this is childish. We're not going to do anything about it. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> it's interesting. What you you said something about your mother getting sick. Yeah, uh, is she still living? Yes, my mother is still alive. My father is not. I, I, uh, she got sick when your father was alive. Yeah, she got sick when my father was alive. Uh, my parents didn't talk to each other. Like, or I never, I've never seen my parents kiss. Like for like my whole life, which is like an insane specific, right? Like most of my life, those things. That the more you tell people, the more you'll realize how insane that is. it is. Well, it was one of those things where when I first was dating my now wife, I saw it like her dad, like. Uh, she was like, oh, gross. My dad just got in the shower with my mom. You, like, heard it. Like, I'm coming in, honey. You know, and then I was like, your parents take showers together? It's like, yeah. And then, like, I saw them kiss. And I'm like, your parents kiss like that in front of you? And because you're never around other people's parents that I'm much once you're in, in 18. Honey. Yeah. And I was like, I was blown away by it. And and, my, and uh, Tiffany was like, yeah, no, they're just, like, crazy about each other. And I'm like, oh, my God. I never saw my parents. Like, I only saw affection you know, one from the, uh, between them once every six months to a year, like anything witnessed, like you know what I mean? Like, wow, yeah, it was just really weird. And then my mom, why? How do you avoid it? I feel like I th- I think they just were not. <laughs> they just stopped getting along, and we're just like, 
my dad worked nights and my mom worked days and it like they both said like that's the like that's why they stayed married is because they were hardly like their days off and my mom was a nurse and my dad worked in tv so they didn't always have weekends off or anything like that it was just the most rotate like randomly they'd be home for like eight of the same hours together like once a week and i think that, yeah i think that's part of the reason why i never saw them affectionate because they were never really around each other uh, i was a really weird childhood in that way that my parents yeah. were like only on like family vacations where we all together and they were awful <laughs> oh my <laughs> as we God. mentioned but so my mom got sick when i was like uh you know in, uh in when i was like 22 or whatever she got breast cancer and then my dad like took care of her for a couple of years and it was like this the first time i saw affection and maybe it was you know like just seeing my dad take care of my mother like holding mm. her hand taking her to the hospital taking her out oh let's go away honey like i know you want to go away yeah. and like and it was just this really weird moment and then as soon as my mom got better, uh, and there was a couple years where they were back to their normal, and then my dad got sick, and it flipped completely, and then my mom was taking care of my dad until he passed, and I was like, this is like the only time I saw affection between my parents were when each one of them mm. were like very sick. And it was like a weird thing to grow up, and I, I was like, I kind of... Like, this is terrible, sound, sounds terrible, but I kind of liked it. I kind of liked seeing my dad yes. doting on my mom. Bit, granted, it was because she was having, like, crazy, crazy surgeries and dealing with chemo and radiation and all that stuff. But there was something crazy to see my parents, like, reunite. Like, and I think if, they, if, if my mom didn't get sick or my dad didn't get sick, I think my parents would have gotten a divorce because around that time my brother was in college my youngest brother was in college which is the traditional yep. time to get a divorce as you know like as couples where like well all the kids are in college or out let's right. get a divorce right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so instead of that my mom got sick and i feel like that saved their marriage in a weird way right or at least you know no it, it reminds me of i've had girlfriends whose parents have decaying marriages and and it was all but literally spoken that the mom wanted to get sick like would have done voodoo to herself <laughs> to get sick because she thought that that was the only thing to save them jesus and yeah. when i hear a story like that i'm like oh i guess she could have been right you know what i mean well it's an obligation i mean it's like going to awake yeah you know what i mean yeah. it, it is a public thing you your wife to. is sick you have to and then it forces you to kind of have intimacy to that would you know yeah, potentially still, rekindle things. someone you've been yeah but it's and someone you've been with for x amount of years even if you right. dislike them you're like I, and they, my parents didn't actively dislike each other you know they fought all the time but right. I, don't, I don't think they hated each other but it was one of those things where it's like I don't know like even if it was like a roommate of mine got cancer wouldn't you be right, like feel right. the need to of help course. out in some way of yeah course. so I think it's like that natural instinct on top of like that but background. if you're if you're driving someone and feeding them or, or whatever yeah. is, is necessary for that type of care it's going to foster love again. right yeah you, it's like if you I always remember a friend of mine who was about to get a divorce and he pitched to his now ex-wife let's just have sex every day let's have sex every day not because I'm horny yeah but, but, but let's like try to connect yeah. let's try and connect it'll It'll just force our body's chemistry. Something similar about hand-holding. Or, right. or that's why yeah. people are kissing. Sitting and talking. Sitting and, and, and talking yeah. and, and under, having empathy, being like yeah. that test or this. And I'm not – I haven't gone through that, so I don't yeah. mean to be trite. No, you're not. That sounds difficult. And right. I'm here for you. And I'm exactly. here yeah. when, you, when you're nervous before it. I'm here when you're done afterwards. And uh, I stole you an extra pudding and all, all that <laughs> stuff. Leads to love. It's like faking it and then it comes back. Right, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, well, why don't you just do the things that are similar to that and then let the feeling, you know, it's like... Why do you need an illness to... Right, right. Well, in the same breath, it's like maybe that's something people could think about when if their marriage is decaying or their relationship yeah. is like a little off. Like, I know there's been times when I, me and my wife are like, let's 
talk about stuff that isn't complaints about our separate lives. Like, yeah. you know, like that happens a lot in a relationship where it's like, you come home, bitch about work. I bitch about yes. this audition, blah, yeah. blah. And then it's like, this, we're just having a negative conversation. It's, we're right. both venting into a, our own apartment. It's like, right. you make you're that choice. Tr- you're yeah. trading woes. Exactly. It's like, let's just make the choice that we're not going to talk about negative stuff. Let's just connect and let's just talk about, yeah. let's, you know, like, and it's, let's not just put on the TV and you have to like actively seek that out sometimes. Yeah. And seeing that from my parents' point of view, I'm like, oh, I like, I know I'll be like that if the situation right. ever occurs, but like, why not just start doing those things now? Let's yeah. play sick. Yeah. <laughs> but I, honestly, when you're in love with somebody and they're sick, it's actually one of the most fun things or in the world. Being sick and having someone that loves you Either is like, way. like you're, you're just like, thank you. You yeah. know, like, thank you so much. Right. Like, that you, because everybody knows what to do. Yeah. It's like, you know what you would want to uh, right. be done to you. So you know to do. Oh, here's a, your blanket. It's a, it's a yeah. great feeling to bring somebody a blanket. It's a great feeling. <laughs> you go out and get soup and shit. It really is. It's it really great. is weird. And it is, it, it goes to some kind of primal, like, I'm yes. taking care of. Yeah. Because even like when you like, when I give my dog a bath, I yeah. feel like yeah. I did something for you. Like, and it's yeah. necessary because I'm his, I'm his parent or his owner, whatever however right. you look at it. I look at his parent. I'm, right. like, I'm creepy like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. And it's like when I give my dog a bath, I'm like, there you go, buddy. I don't but think that's I creepy. Can... I think what is creepy is to own up. And again, we're going back to the idea of there being something paternal happening in a, a, a romantic relationship. Yeah. In a, sex, in a sexual romantic <laughs> relationship. Because like I, I think it's right in front of our face and, and people know that I feel this way. But you call your girlfriend, not everybody. We call them baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Baby. Yeah. You're my baby. Yeah. I tend to you, baby. Not all girls do this, but calling a, a guy daddy, yeah, or even a guy referring to himself as, as a, a joke, home, yeah. a daddy's home, all that sort of shit. Well, now we have a dog. We like communicate through the dog as if it's our kid. You know, like go to mom. You know, like go, exactly. yeah. And it's like this is getting weird in a way. But that, yeah, like, but no, that it's weird because fucking life and existence and all the weird shit we've done as a species to be here is fucking weird. Yeah. And it's a wonder that we're sitting here in pants and t-shirts and microphones. <laughs> we should still be in the fucking jungle. Wiping her ass with a huge leaf oh, and I going wish. and like <laughs> accidentally fucking your sister because you're an idiot. And you're like, I just saw a pussy and I fucked it. The ultimate form of narcissism. She there was something about her that attracted <laughs> me. Oh, she was just like you. That's funny. Yeah. I've been I've been very attracted to girls that I'm like, that girl looks kinda like me. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. I, not I, not like you understand what I mean? Yeah. I want to be clear not to just brush over the that. Girl version of they just look kind of like a girl version of me. I know. It, what you're they saying. don't look like a sister and they don't you wouldn't sketch them like me necessarily yeah, yeah. but I'm like but there's, there's something, something about them that's like reminiscent of Pete yeah. and, that, and that what else is gonna happen except be like genetically this makes sense <laughs> yeah. you're like we could make more me and right. I love me well I think uh, I had a film class in college that my wife was in before, like, and we had just started dating at the time and the teacher said something like love is the ultimate form looking for yourself in, in love is like the ultimate form of narcissism and my wife and I Back then, even more than now, because we people change, we're very similar in that we were like extroverted, loud, like kind of out of our groups of friends, like the crazy one that was like, oh, you know, Gabriel will do this, oh, Tiffany will do that. Like, we were just like the crazy ones out of our friends, and we like kind of looked at each other, was like, oh shit, us falling in love is I find the qualities in you that I like about myself to be attractive, which is like, and I I admit head on, I'm a full blown narcissist, you know, and and another thing Gamberling said on the podcast that really reminisced with, uh, uh, Resonated. Uh, resonated with me and that you said too is like I do think I'm better than most people <laughs> yeah that's one of the crazy I, I'm surprised that I said that on the show where was I 
Oh at his God. house, right? No, yeah, I was at his house, but I mean, that happened recently. I was doing a show, and I was really just in the sticks, and it was me and two friends. One was the opener, and was, one was just a friend of ours, and like we were eating at some fucking Ruby Tuesdays, and just because it was like not the right thing to say, yeah. I, I said that, and we laughed so hard, <laughs> because we were just, look, you have to understand both things are true. I have a big heart t- about the 60-year-old woman at the Ruby Tuesdays having her birthday. I, I, I literally have love for them. You know what I mean? Sing, <laughs> yeah. Drinking their Budweiser bottles and eating the fucking salad bar. But you're better than them. And then you go like, I think we're better than these people. And you know what? They think they're better than us. Right. Which and is great. Fun. Yeah. And, and they might be. And they might be. Yeah. We had this same conversation where we're like, who knows? We're fucking lunatic comedians yeah. driving from shows and blah, blah, Based on my priorities, I'm better than you. Based on your priorities, you're probably better than me. Exactly. You have a stable quiet. job and a family. And I here have... you are at Ruby Tuesday yeah. and you're going to get that devil chocolate cake, yeah. you motherfucker. Right. And you're going to love it. And you might love it more than I love getting the applause of that night or whatever <laughs> exactly. it is. Yeah, and your night is maybe going better than my night and I'm getting paid, you know, $1,500 right. to do nothing to talk. And yeah. who cares if you think you're better than me? I'll think I'm better than you and, and everybody. But I think that's like an almost understood thing when you just go out in the world it's like yeah. look I know I'm better than you but in your head you think you're better than me yeah, so we all yeah, kind yeah, of just yeah, yeah, yeah. pity each other and equally. then hopefully it equals out and we're just, and, and this is going to sound really stupid but we can just respect and love each other knowing that underneath it all well, it's like we're a, thinking things like you get fucked and I do the fucking and I'm better than you and well it's like uh, everyone's just mutually pitying each other we're yeah. all like I get it it's okay you're not it's as good not as it's not love that makes the world go round it is just like mutual <laughs> In a way, it's just like everyone thinks they're better than everyone else. So you feel sympathy towards everyone else because you're better than them. Right. If everyone really does feel that way. It's the people who don't feel like who feel worse than everyone else that like fuck up the. Yeah, system. that's interesting. I think I think that's the next thing of enlightenment is actually getting to a place where you can and know you can own up to the fact that you're not better than anybody. And this actually brings us to the God thing pretty nicely. But the idea we we talk about God at the end of the show, which is the <laughs> idea that like you're not. When I said Paul Walker died and the, we all died, that sort of thing. Yeah. When I say old ladies are having Budweiser bottles at Ruby Tuesday for their, like, 70th birthday and that depresses me, I'm those women. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. Like, we're all in it together. We're all just different things with different circumstances that led us different ways. And we're living supposedly separate lives. But really, it's all just one thing. And I'm not saying necessarily literally spiritually connected. Like, there doesn't need to be literal strands of fairy dust connecting things. Right. But I'm you're saying, saying we have that moment where we're drinking Budweiser's with yeah. our 70-year-old friends. It's just uh, – it's our version is there, yeah. Our version is a green room. That's talking right. Talking to each other, and and, and there's a car crash that kills a guy, and then there's a blah 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 that kills uh, that kills me or kills yeah. you or yeah. whatever. And th- so we're all doing the same thing. There's just different versions of the same thing. So Taint, I get, tainted Yuhu is how I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it said chocolate drink. Not it's not a milk. It's a drink. So there could be anything. A there. friend of mine one time said that I they have a feeling that I'll die in the most good natured way. That's and crazy. I, and I, was, I took it as a compliment. A friend of mine who I think is a very smart guy was like, I think you'll die doing something where you're, you're actively trying to do something like funny or cool. Yeah, like uh, they'll, you'll die in a good natured way in like a, hey, watch this. Like I think like – I'm like – and I took that as a compliment. I was like, I think I might like – Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, as I'm getting older, I'm getting tempered by like the idea of having a family and my connection to my wife and stuff. But I think if you asked F- Gabrus like six years ago, it's like, how would you want to die? I want to. I want my last words to be like, check this shit out. Ah, <laughs> As that's I, like, plug great. in two plugs standing <laughs> in a pool or something like that. <laughs> check this shit out. Yeah, like, it's a great epitaph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> check this shit out. John 1982 Gabe. to 2013. Jay Gabrus. Check this. Gabies. Gabies. Check this shit out. <laughs> I'm quoted on your epitaph. 
Now that is some fucking coattails <laughs> shit. That, yeah. I've been. Pete Holmes, he used to host a show on TBS. Pan uh, <laughs> over to the epitaph next to it. I used to host a show. I'm also dead in this scenario. Uh, that That's crazy. I'm, I even have a narcissistic. Somebody asked me, uh, Joe Randazzo actually asked me. He's a writer for The Onion, or was the editor of The Onion. Asked me how I wanted to die in an interview. And even my answer was kind of narcissistic. Was I was like, I want something where uh, I know I'm dying. Not like a long – like it was honestly like some sort of crash or accident. Yeah. Like I said – You know it's coming. Like well, like an anvil falls on me. Yeah. And, but I'm conscious and I'm, I'm, I can see myself dying. And I know it's not like, oh, maybe I'll get out of you, – you know you're dying. Because – but the narcissism is that is that in that moment I could – Take a moment to center myself. I know this is crazy. Yeah, this is experience. I know, yeah. but experience. People sometimes uh, that have major strokes or uh, or near death experiences talk about that there there being a, a type of euphoria and peace coming towards something that was supposed to kill you. Right. Uh, the thing that comes up on the show a lot was a woman was having a very aggressive stroke and she didn't want to call nine one one because it was feeling so surreal and sort of kind of magical. Oh, wow. I know that that's probably also not always true, and I, I don't mean to say that to everybody that's had a stroke out there. A good friend of mine had a stroke. He didn't say that, that that's how it felt either, but for this woman. So I wanted something where I, I wanted to be able to, in my final moment, take a time, take time to not be afraid and say thank you, good night. Some yeah. sort, not to anybody, but just right. be like, thank you. Have my last thought be like, thanks. Well, it sounds like... Like, that is the way to say you want to control your demise without actually controlling Yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah, you want to be an active participant in it. Like, but That's with, right. Yeah, that, I get a moment to do it on my terms. Yeah, it's like, cool, you got me, but I know you got me. That's funny. Yeah, yeah like getting shot or something. You're like, you got me. Uh, yeah. But that's what every movie – you know what I just realized, Gabies? I thought I was all, like, original and deep or whatever. Not really, but yeah. I'm really just copying every movie right. where you get shot. You get that stoic moment to be like, I'm aware of what's happening. You're, you're yeah. uh, Miles Bennett Tyson. Is that Terminator 2? Oh, Dr. Tyson? Oh, yeah, no. Miles yes, Bennett Dyson? Dyson. Yeah. And he knows he's dying and yeah. he gets to hold the thing and blow up the plant. Right, exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> that, that's all we want. We just want the best friend to have someone come in and, and whisper to them. Right, exactly. Just tell them. I even have bits about that where I want my last words to be not today. <laughs> and then I just die. I think that's so funny. <laughs> not today. And then you just fucking die. <laughs> today. I know I'm quoting my own bit, but I haven't heard it in a while. So I want... and, I, and I love it. And I love it. To be honest, I really enjoy my own work. So what is this, Gabies? You've kind of alluded to not being a religious person. I, uh, I, can, I consider myself an atheist. An atheist, yeah. 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 I was raised pretty Catholic. Yeah. Um, My mom is very, very Catholic. Very Cathy. Uh, Yeah. Um, And I sort of reject rejected at all turns like i uh i took i went to sunday school and i hated the yeah, teachers and sure. stuff like that and Ooh, uh, a good a good amount of resentment in there yeah there's a good amount of resentment in there uh one of the teachers one time hit me in the head with a pencil and i like out of spite was like fuck catholicism that's interesting yeah because they were like i'm like can we just get out of here i, I was a wise ass and they were like well if you know the answer to this stupid like this question i'll let you go and i knew the answer they were trying to stump me about the bible and i knew it because i it was a book i was a nerd i read it I, you know i read all the shit i was supposed to Read yeah, it. and I knew it, and I answered. I was like, you know, I think it was consecration was the answer. I was like, consecration. And he was like, I'm like, so I'm leaving, and the teacher came over and just 
whapped me on the head with a pencil and I was already on my way out of understand like thinking yes. it was bullshit you getting the answer right yeah I know but I think because I got it right so cocky you yeah, know? I was like, yeah and I was yeah. like a 13 year old kid telling yeah, this like yeah, oh, yeah. grown man who's volunteer in hindsight he's volunteering his time to teach us about the bible and I'm going hey fuck you pal let me get out of here yeah, I'm 13 yeah, I know yeah, what yeah, I yeah. I gotta get to soccer practice yeah, you know yeah, I'm yeah. like because I'm from Long Island I'm my dad <laughs> wants me to be able to play soccer in the backyard <laughs> exactly deep callback <laughs> wow yeah. Yeah. deep callback to a non-joke I just remembered something <laughs> but we still call it a callback. I, call, I, call I remember something you told me in a conversation, call which back. is just polite of how you talk to people. <laughs> but we call it a callback. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm an atheist. I don't, uh, I don't believe in that. But I am not a what's the word I'm looking for? Like an uh, oppressive atheist. Like if you believe, more You're not, power to you. you I'm don't not proselytize. Gonna, yeah, because it's hard for me. I was. I was into that. I always argued with my mom about religion. My dad was sort of an atheist, but you know he like let my mom do whatever. You know, uh, but when my dad was dying and we had the priest come in and give last rites, like and like see how much that meant to my mother and to have this same priest, uh, uh, Father Valentine, who is my mom's favorite uh, pastor, who came into the and house. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Well, my mom's maiden name is Valentino too, so oh. it like, meant it's something. And he was Indian, and my like my mom like. Love that about him because he was like you know it's a weird spiritual like, yeah and it's just and then like he did the uh, he did the funeral he did the wake he did the last rites and uh, just seeing how much how happy it made my mother I was like I could like take the foot off the gas of this atheism shit just for a little bit you mm. know like this is the time this is not, that's not the time obviously no one's gonna be like father this is bullshit what mm-hmm, you're doing to mm-hmm. my father right uh, father to father uh, but I was uh, hot like, father on father action <laughs> hot father. <laughs> Oh God! In my head, you don't mean to do this, but in my head, I'm picturing the Indian <laughs> priest, yeah. like fucking doing something, fu- fucking my father who's bedridden in hospice in my house. Yeah, and I'm like, you're just saying hot father and father action, which is a funny pun. But in my head, I'm picturing one of the yeah. more disturbing images <laughs> of my entire life. I made you do it. <laughs> yeah. A gentle it, joke. I didn't have to jump to that. Yeah, I could. I could have blocked it. it. You did it. You did it. Uh, yeah. So, so I, yeah. I, so I, I got it. I, I can't now. I still don't believe in anything. I will not. This kid that uh, you think I'm having is, <laughs> uh, will not be raised with any religion. I will hopefully, like, I'll do some hippie shit where they learn about the different religions. Some, yeah. I'm sure there's some class in LA where you can learn sure. about different religions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so they're aware of shit. There are books. I've actually yeah. read them. Yeah. <laughs> a children's book is a great way to just kind of get it to all. To get like there. cursory, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. this is about this, this oh, is about that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that's great. And that's like what I, and I'll do that. Yeah. But I, it is not part of my life at all. Yeah. 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 And like, I actually, like, and uh, the thing that the argument going on in my family now is that my mom goes to a psychic mm. to try to communicate with my father, which is like sad. And but I can't again, I can't argue with that. But I force her to go like, how does this reconcile with your Catholicism? Like how mm. you're saying that you believe in this Catholic religion, but there's also people who aren't deities, who aren't uh, right, who aren't. Priests. You actually run into that a lot. If you yeah. go into a Barnes and Noble, uh, you'll see the religion section is right next to the sort of New Agey section. Actually, had a, my ex-wife actually worked at a Barnes and Noble, and she would see people buying Jesus books with like enhance your own psychic ability books right. and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I think they aren't. They aren't mutually exclusive. You, they are, they are. I think if you're pretty stringent, right? Like my mother, being religious, didn't. The first time I went to a psychic, she was like, "Not really." She wasn't upset or anything. But she now, was did like, you go to a psychic for a particular reason? Oh, and do you believe, if you don't mind me following? Uh, I do believe in that sort of phenomenon. Yeah, but not not in almost in the way that you're an atheist. I don't really care. <laughs> like, if you want to tell me it's baloney, I'm right there next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's baloney. But then it's like they're also. 
endless, in my opinion. I believe this is one of those things that people just don't want to hear it. It's like it's like nine eleven conspiracies, you right? Know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, we can sit around all day and talk about like like engineers and architects talking about why building seven shouldn't fall down. But you either want to hear it or you don't. You either have a space in your brain for it or you don't. So if I tell you that when they can't find a body in Boston, they get Lori Cabot, this, uh, I think that's her name, this witch to fucking use her psychic abilities to find the body in the harbor and does it, you either have the space in your brain to hear that or you'll hear it as a funny little anecdote, a little fireplace kind of ghost story and erase it. Or you'll be a kind of person like me that will never stop thinking about stuff like that. Right. There are people that that believe that our memory. This is from David Wolf, who did a great episode with the with, on the show. That believe that our memories are like not stored in our brains; that they're stored in some sort of cloud external system. And some people have access. And to some that. people can get into it. And we've all had intuition. We all have it. But you can also write it off as coincidence. I'm right there with you. You know, I know what I mean? Yeah. I can tell. It's I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily. Not I don't necessarily not, not believe. believe. Is I that understand. some fucking po- politics speak? I, just, <laughs> I think like I just did the first quadruple negative, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that makes it. I do believe. Yeah, I I, I want there to be this yeah. extrasensory perception. I want there to be that. Yes, and it's the comic book kid in me. You know, it's like I of want there people to be act- actual superheroes. Magic. And there's just too weird, too many weird things to not. You know, like. There's enough of those weird occurrences, like you talk about, Laurie. Like that could just be an insane coincidence, but there it could not be. It could right. be like an like, and it's like it's hard to say that doesn't exist. You yeah, know, we always go to Shaven with Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor in that situation would say she had something to do with the murder, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like she saw them put the body, right? There, yeah, but like she didn't. Yeah, I mean, so she says, or, or or arrest her. Why do we have guys doing remote view? And remote viewing comes up, and people get upset. I don't know why, but remote viewing people uh, found like they got remote viewers to try and draw the building where Saddam Hussein was hiding, and they did it pretty well. They did it pretty good. These people were sitting around trying to picture it, and and were right. And I I, I think there's I never even heard of, like I. I know oh, yeah. what you're discussing, but I didn't know they had a term remote viewers. Remote when you were saying view- remote viewers, I was like, what is he talking about? Well, that's, that's my that's favorite exciting. thing for like sort of type A or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to say – I'm actually going to compliment practical. The, the, the reason why we have this table and these microphones and science and, and all, the, all the amazing things. The reason I could drive my car here is because of this type of consciousness. Yeah. Practical, smart, scientific-minded and all that. I, I, I get that completely. But then why I put to them – is the CIA hiring psychics right. to like try and find the well, plane that it, crashed in China? But it's almost like, like you're saying, it's almost like we can't rule it out. You can't like if uh, if you're that practical, you have right. to say, well, maybe this is true. But uh, in that same breath, could you argue that as if you're that practical, shouldn't you say like, well, maybe these Catholics are right too? Maybe this whole maybe oh, the Buddhists yeah. are right. Like I don't want it, like. Well, the most practical uh, analysis comes up a lot. I believe it's called Vidal's Wager, which is like. You should believe in Catholicism or or God. Like if you look at the Buddhists who don't believe in God necessarily or any sort of judgment, they believe in you know presence here. Why believe that? There's no there's nothing to gain there. Go with one of the ones that, go, that has says a ticket gonna, to it. That has, a tur- that has the ticket. Yeah, that that's, like, you have nothing Bu- to lose. Right. Choosing Buddhism means you come back as a, a plant. Right. Cho- or Hinduism rather, you come back as. Although some Buddhists are into that. Yeah, you can be reincarnated, or choose the one where you go on to an eternity of happiness. Or, <laughs> like, or yeah, and yeah. avoid uh, some sort of torment. And, and maybe that is. I mean, like, 
that's all religion really is, right? It's just like making yourself feel comfortable with your like, death. Yeah, with your death, right? That's like a well, lot, for a lot of people. Of, of course it is. It's yeah. afterlife insurance. And I, I and I actually resent that it's been reduced into that. I, I think yeah. when you look at your Christs and your Buddhas, they're they're pointing us to a life that we can live now. I yeah. think that's true. Right. And Jesus, every other sentence is talking about the kingdom of heaven on earth. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. We could live we could like, live here. We now. can live in an eternal paradise now if we do that's want ex- to each other. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Right. All and, and yeah. somehow our fear of death just converted that into believe or burn. Or believe or die, basically. Right, 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 right. And, and I, I, I resent that. <laughs> well, of course, because it's an ultimatum. Yeah. And I don't like – you and can't give cares? me an ultimatum. Well, yeah. you know, I'm going to get weird here, and I'm sorry to reference my own show, but we did a sketch that my mother didn't like. And I, did, I knew she wouldn't, but it was St. Peter, and I'm playing St. Peter, and Matt McCarthy dies, and he comes up to the gates. And I basically imply that I want a blowjob to get yeah, into yeah. heaven. And I tried, and I think maybe I succeeded, to tell my mother that I was like – the. The message of that sketch is a faith based on acts where you're – and I know it sounds like I'm just tap dancing to please my Christian mother. But this is actually true. Where I say believe this or you'll burn, you'll believe it. Suck my dick or you'll burn. You'll, you'll suck, suck my dick. Right. It's the same thing. We're making, we're making fun of something where it's like isn't it your character? Isn't it your true – isn't it the – I don't know what it is. I don't know – what necessarily would make you worthy of being in the presence of God in some sort of eternal paradise? And, I, I, and that's what we're, we're making fun of. Right. Yeah. Human beings put in the corner will say whatever they need to do. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I, that goes – will, uh, you know, some people kill people for, for things like that. Yeah, because so, they think that it's a to, that, to happiness. So that's yeah. literally yeah. what we're – or, or, or ser- in service of their God. Right. So we're saying sucking a dick is, is kind of the comedy version of this – Kind of strange thing that uh, we're doing in the name of, of religion, right? There could there could be a, uh, some sort of book out there that uh, says this guy who uh, in, lived in the past was some sort of spiritual leader, and his belief system was that if you filleted one another, yeah. you would get into exactly. Habit. And it's like, and there are well, how different is that than uh, don't covet thy neighbor's wife, or right? eat, like, eat this bread and pretend it's my body? Yeah, like, it, I, it, I guess that's a little like don't covet thy neighbor's wife is a probably good no, advice. You, yeah, you, but eating uh, uh, flesh. That's been actually, consecrated. Oh, there you go. Call oh! back. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize how into. I knew you were a new agey dude, but I didn't realize how into like this conversation and like. Oh yeah, yeah. religion's a big part. Of it. <laughs> yeah. But either I'm in the mood to talk about it or I'm not. Right. Because yeah. there are days when I'm I'm kind of with you and I'm like, this is. You know what? What? What is? It's in- just so gross. There's so much shit about religion that's bad that it's so hard to keep saying it's good. But here, here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna join you. Uh, Rob Bell, who's a pastor and a friend of mine, is is we often say when we meet atheists, we realize we don't believe in the same God, which I just think is a wonderful thing. Right? It's like, yeah. I don't believe in that shit either. Yeah. I am the problem with all my new agey bullshit that I run into. Like currently, I was kind of like, I feel like maybe we elected to come here and uh, and we came here to learn more about each other and about the uh, the universe because we were in some sort of ethereal state of all knowing with the creator that we don't even remember which is why we love goodwill hunting and, and the born identity anything where people are realizing their genius <laughs> anything with mad dame <laughs> Any, uh, having some sort of awakening so we we're, let's go with this theory. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pitch you this stupid new agey theory. We're, we're these ethereal beings. We're living in a timeless space. Uh, there's, there's no space or time. It's not, it's not a world like we know here. And we're in the presence of God. So we know everything. We're just kind of like enjoying the light like we're moths and we're just kind of enjoying it. But, and, and it's a little bit like paradise. There's no pain or anything. Right. You can travel around and you can watch things. But it, and watch things. You know what I mean? Travel different dimensions. You watch different Breaking times. Bad. Which, watch Breaking Bad. It's a great show even when you're an ethereal <laughs> eternal being. When you're just an orb. 
<laughs> but the thing is, is we know that we'll never really experience unless we go to Earth. And like, it's almost like putting a quarter in the jukebox in that regard. Yeah. Let, and I got this from Duncan Trussell. Let's play that game. And that's why we die is because you wouldn't want to play a game that lasts forever. You're already in right. a thing that lasts forever. So let's go. And I'm going to be John Gabris. And I'm going to be this comedian. I'm going to get married. I'm going to finger things. I'm going to feel fear. <laughs> I'm going to feel pain. All that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, Transporting your consciousness. I get to do this. That's right. Live, and then I, and I'll come back. And I'll come back and I'll know. In 50, 70? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me exactly. higher. 85. But even, <laughs> even the thrill of not knowing how you'll die is, is yeah. feeling something. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like kind of a respite from the pain of not feeling anything. Is it weird that a lot of like, forgive me, because I don't know a lot about this kind of stuff. And I just when, made this up. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But, like, even a lot of New Age theories or, like, these kind of, like, consciousness yes. things yeah. all just make me think of video games. Is that weird? Like, No, of course. Yeah. It is a video game. And, in fact, didn't I say that's what Duncan Trussell, you yeah. play the game. Right. That's what it feels like. You it, go in yeah. sort of a simulation. And you're like, oh, cool. And I'm just going to play for 85 years rather than one quarter. You're in a yeah. sandbox game. Yeah. And you can play different characters. And and one of the things that's And some support... people go and fucking shoot a hooker in the pussy and See, then... Okay. Yeah, that's that's brilliant, and that's the right place to go. I know it's weird to say shoot a hooker in the pussy is brilliant, but that's what I'm saying. One of the things that makes me able to believe this convenient, admittedly most likely bullshit theory is that my life is pretty good. When you watch, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I was recently with a friend of mine, and we were watching TV, and uh, we watched some scared straight program, and it was just very, very, very sad, desperate, lonely depraved people in prison fucking their weird guy with makeup prison husband yeah then it was the female prison and she lifts up her shirt something i wish i never saw to be honest and she's pregnant in prison and i'm just like who elects to do that yeah who chooses that even though i would choose to watch a horror movie that's the only analogy i can say is that you might want to watch a horror movie you might want to do something terrible if if your theory stands correct or like in, in, to include in your theory you're saying that some people are like well when i get into consciousness when yeah. i get to when i get a corporeal form, when i get a human form i'm gonna go fucking nuts yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna what, what's it like to be a deranged killer yeah i'm but, gonna go i'm gonna go be jeffrey dahmer i don't understand and then you start getting in these weird things of like well maybe it's based on karma maybe bad people come back and they're in the yeah. prison but then but there's also <sighs> this nature versus nurture thing too which would you say like if someone's raised terribly in an awful abusive home is it then is it still the conscious is it still the conscious actively seeking a negative lifestyle right but if a child by just the means of their own upbringing is fucked over that's interesting because and now is that someone else's consciousness affecting that uh, like is that someone else who's playing the game as the parent there is, are they fucking up someone else's game who's like I'm just gonna be born yeah, I'm gonna try. I, I want to try to be a soccer player. Well, they yeah. can, well yeah. I'm I'm presupposing that you can design do it by design. I'm gonna put the quarter in the comedian in L.A. machine, uh, but you're not. You're really just putting a quarter in the born on Earth machine, right? Uh, and you get the one that somehow divinely is the one that you needed, right? Even if it is something fucked up, right? Yeah, or everyone gets the one that they needed, and so yeah. It's, and then you yeah, get to. Yeah. I'd like to think you get to do it again, right? I don't think you necessarily remember. But I think maybe, and this is real new agey. This is even a bit too new agey. Yeah, like new agey people were like, eh, slow yeah. down, pal. <laughs> but I mean, like you get to you get to either come back until you've uh, resolved your karma and, and and learned what you're supposed to learn, and then you can just stay in that eternal ethereal state. 
Yeah, you're like, I got it. I right. got my game. I got uh, meanings. Uh, I got some meaningful play. Yeah, yeah. well, I understand knowledge. more about the word we're just using as God, just the yeah. eternal consciousness. I know more about God because I did the earth thing 500 times and different times and stuff. You don't right. have to go linear. You can come back as a cowboy. Some cloud atlas shit right here. Yeah, right? <laughs> I never we're saw all, it. We're all, I don't know either, but I was like, yeah, we're going to play nine roles and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, when I see the pain... That doesn't make sense. When you're, when you're fucking jerks like us just going around hoping we book some audition, then I'm like, maybe I was. I just wanted to be here. It just, it's hard to reconcile. Do you have this? I'm sorry. You just made me think this. Pain. Yeah. Uh, reconcile anything. Or like, do you feel that sometimes you're like, justify like, uh, oh, I'm doing good in this world because I'm making people laugh. But then when you find yourself just being like, I fucking hope I get that new girl guest star. You're like, yeah. will that be doing good in this? Or will that just give me some money and some notoriety to get in a better spot to do what I think is doing it's a, well? It's a very convenient... Not to take a shot at anyone who's no. been a new girl guest star. I would fucking kill for uh, that. Of course. But it's like one of those things where it's like... David Angela. <laughs> what am I going after? Yeah. Uh, no, you're and you've done such a lovely job of steering the conversation back to these dichotomies these these things that contradict like richard pryor i just watched this great documentary about him and at the end he was like uh it was it's a very moving ending for a guy with that life they said what do you what do you want people to when they see your face a picture of your face after you're gone what do you want them to think and he says i want them to laugh i want them to see me and remember that i was a joy bringer okay i'm going to say that's 100 percent true and you and i both on our deathbeds or me under the anvil can go, I did bring joy. Yes. I, I, I even through conversations like this, you're bringing understanding. John, you're bringing, people will relate to your stories and, and you'll have increased peace and understanding. I think that's true. I will may, have made people laugh on the rugby field in the conference room. There you and, go. <laughs> ideally on national television as I guest star. Exactly. Girl. Yeah. And so you're a joy giver. And that's 100% true. And also you're just a shallow fuck who wants fame and money and, right. and I know you. And under the guise that, love. like, if I get money and fame, I'll be able to bring more joy yeah. because I could focus more on giving. Like, you know, you're, I'm constantly rationalizing things like that. Of course. And, and, I, and, and you're right to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I, oh, I could bring you more joy if I got my own TV show. Also, I could right. bring myself some joy with all the money that an, my own TV show comes in. Right. right. Oh, how, how noble, you know, yeah. doing my show. I'm, I'm making people happy. You're also getting paid for it, and, you're also, yeah. and your life is better for it, and, right. and you get to enjoy Which, but that. Maybe, but maybe that is is fair but maybe it, maybe that's a fair trade that you you bring that guy who guest stars on new girl brings enough joy to the people who are watching new girl that he deserves the sag uh scale rate for guest you know i would say i, I think fair is the wrong way to right, look at it right i don't i don't think it is uh fair i don't know where the justice is when we look at making a teacher's salary not for a guest star on, on but right, a guest right. star on on two broke girls is what 600 bucks or something? Yeah, for like one day. If you do one, one day, day 600 yeah. So, I'll, you know, to go into show business, money theory is, to quote Mike Birbiglia, we're playing pro ball and you can't do it forever so that your salary's inflated so you can retire. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you'll run out of ability to do it, apparently. But uh, anyway. Well, that's a crazy way to look at it, but yeah, I guess. That's, yeah. that's Birbiglia. I'd like to think you can George Carlin and just keep going. Yeah, I like to think that you could fucking you can guess, that. you can be the dude, the old, the old, the old dude guy. in a movie forever. Yeah, yeah that, until, I, I agree. Yeah. We, I, I'll put that, Mike's doing the show again, I'll put that to him uh, when we talk on Sunday. <laughs> but I, I don't know if fair, I don't, I don't think fair is the right way to look at it. No, I, it's, I not, just, it's not. I'm, yeah, I was offering up. I, I don't mean to yeah. dis disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you can. <laughs> too, sweethearts. I know, <laughs> but I don't like disagreeing with people. Uh, that's not what this show is about. <laughs> but I will say that uh, it's it's more of one of those things where 
you have you have both genitals, uh, and I'm not talking about in reality. I'm just saying there a spiritual concept. A lot of the deities of old would have a penis and a vagina. They would be evil angels. They would be dark light, you know, sort yeah. of stuff. And uh, we've lost a little bit of that embracing. And I, I'm not saying just in showbiz. I'm saying in everything, you can be the guy that's like, I want to be a joy giver. You can be Richard Pryor close to death, saying, I want people to remember me. You can also be Richard Pryor with a pile. A pile of cocaine on his bed, fucking strippers, because that he's getting, he's bringing joy in another way to himself. Know, to himself, it, but like I'm not here to to reconcile that or, or to make that okay. I'm here to say there's two things. Yeah, and they're and both true. They're both true, and they're both bullshit. Yeah, they can be ex- like you can be like well, even a teacher, like a, a very noble job of my family. Sure, I have teachers, in my family. But at, at some point you're like, I hope I get tenure. Can't you know? I'm doing. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to retire early. Love yeah. summers off. Yeah. That, you know, it's like yeah, you are doing a noble job, but maybe you're. You know, you're, and that doesn't take away from the first one. Exactly. You are doing something yeah. noble, and I hope. I hope you get uh, your summers off. And right. I hope you, you deserve get tenure. it. You deserve it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's fair. Not the SAG <laughs> scale. <laughs> Show business is just a whole nother thing. It's it's like. It's like the mafia. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm just like really, especially now having moved to LA for last year and having this moment and like this point in my career where I'm doing more and more. I'm just learning about show business. Ah. And it's just like, I always knew a little bit about it, but everything I learned, I'm just like, oh, come on. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's just like the second you think you get to the level where you're like, okay, this is how, where it all begins. You're like, right. wait, no, I'm still not, you know? It's yeah. Like, what wait. do you mean? Oh, you mean in coming to LA? Yeah. In com- well, in coming to LA and just b- as you book more things, you're like, okay, this is the way this is supposed to happen now. Here it comes. And yeah. then it's like, oh, for a year I did nothing. You know, it's yeah. like these weird like reminders of how it all works. Well, it's where, golf yeah. or racquetball. It's one of these unlearned, unmasterable things yes, yeah. that also has people that just get a double eagle off a lucky strike and then you also have like yeah, a really it's, a, it's golfing with a blindfold on for most yeah. people some people get to take theirs off at some point they're like okay you've sort of mastered the here take yeah. it off you can aim for the hole for the rest of us it's just cranking fucking drives oh without God. <laughs> and, and you- or for most of us it's oh, I'm afraid this is the wrong direction so let me just give it a little nudge let me give it a little nudge let me give it, or some people it's just like alright I'm gonna stand up here well, and fucking swing for the you know. I always go to Aziz's just because we came up together he was one of those people that just like was at the tee on a on a five par yeah. dog leg with someone lean in and go you're gonna want to watch out for this sand trap. Yeah, he like not, oh, saying, I, not, not using that analogy. To, I'm just saying I was he had like say he it was just all had lined a vision up. That, yeah. yeah, that he just cracked. Up. Yeah, it was all lined up. And you're him. like, yeah. how the fuck? And you, know, and you cannot step up behind him and swing the same way. You right. have you're like you're Although like. I was gonna say a guy. In fact, a lot of the success I've I've enjoyed is is watching and being inspired by those people because maybe watching him crack at I was not in a sand trap, but I, you know I'm on the green, I'm in the yeah. rough a little bit, and I keep chipping it because I don't want to do anything. Too but it's bold. good to know that there is a hole there too. It, absolutely, and like that's like a, like uh, my friend that I think my close friend who got the most successful is Adam Pally, who I uh, yeah. you know, and it's hey, like, it's me Pally, yeah. Uh, okay, his fake like stoner voice that he has uh, all the time. That's now his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> wanna, uh, but he's one of those guys who just like he, you know, he didn't he didn't hit it off the tee. He wasn't a hole in one. But watching him, I'm just like, oh, okay. I didn't even realize this part. Of, like when you see your friends get successful, you're like, oh, there's yeah. this part of the course I can maybe right. go over to. And know, there's so. this club in my bag. I've yeah. had that club. I, yeah. d- dysfunctional family club. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. you realize those are value valuable things. That's something I, I can't say enough on the show, but it hasn't come up recently, which is, you know, 
Burger King, which is somebody opens a McDonald's, Burger King opens across the street. Just like, don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Just like, go <laughs> ahead. That works. Do that. Right. Exactly. Every- and it's just, it's, it's a nice reminder too, like to keep this golf analogy going for whatever reason. It's a yeah. nice reminder too well, to just be like, yeah. <laughs> by Titleist. <laughs> it's a nice reminder that Titleist further <laughs> and faster than most balls. Uh, but it's a nice, it's a nice reminder to be like, oh, you know, like there is, there's 18 holes, and there's a way to get a good score on it. Yeah. There's a way to get a score on this course, and, and it's good to see other people. And then you're like, oh, that's – because you're maybe you're over it just cranking uh, sand wedges into, yeah. into nothing. I've never played golf, yeah, by yeah. the way. Me neither. Uh, this analogy with two guys. Yeah, yeah. This is literally the definition of my – idea of my own intelligence it's like yeah. i'll just use golf as an analogy for 20 minutes yeah and then someone who's like do you know anything about golf i'm like yeah. no i no, said no, no, crank no, 10 no, times no 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 <laughs> you did say farther and faster which was impressive <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought but that that's was just good. like an understanding yeah 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 velocity well, <laughs> <laughs> it's more physics than anything else yeah uh but it's like one of those things where you can see now oh now i get a layout of the course yeah, yeah and to uh you, you well know. watching other people play is huge i mean right. that watching that richard Pryor documentary uh, is, watching Tommy Boy or watching Tommy Boy is still going like what What did these people do why right. do people love them Yeah, you know what I didn't know about Richard Pryor was that he was going real straight and narrow he was doing Cosby for a long time then went to San Francisco was a hippie you know did acid and lived like commune kind of style tripped out realized his true calling and then came back oh I didn't know that that's I awesome I didn't know that either which is awesome is that a little you know, uh, uh when I hear that, it concerns me that maybe that's my path. You know, like you ever have that moment where you're like, what if, am I supposed to trip out? Am yeah. I supposed to fix? No, like, but we all my, are. Yeah. We, like, I think you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, because for that. someone who's so new age, I, and I, I, but you're also, forgive me for using this word, I don't mean it in a negative way, sure. square. Right, like I feel like you come across as a bit square. It's no, part I of your am. personality. Yeah. yeah, you've you've seen me one of the few times I've been in a bar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like staying till one. Ooh, in, enjoying a libation. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty square, sure. So, but like, uh, do you like argue with this with, within yourself about like altered consciousness? Have you done? Uh... Oh yeah, mushrooms is a big thing for me. I love, oh okay, I like amazing. Yeah, I do, I'm I. Don't know. I, you think I would like weed, but I'm so afraid of its ability to uh... remove ambition. Yes. <laughs> I, Did I, I say that to Gabriel's? Because I mean, uh, no, not Gabriel's. I'm sorry, Gamberling. No, no. But it is. It that's is a big a thing. thing. Yeah, and I think I think that's been a part of my LA experiences last year. Is that like I think I need to cut back. Well, it's hard. You know, I stopped meditating before my show tapings because I realized I needed a certain level of anxiety and discomfort to to do the show. Right, yeah. So I don't want to be stoned and, and at peace all the time. Right. Yeah. It is. It is a great feeling. But like, I realized that when you're stoned, you're just you are at peace. So you're 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 okay with floating. That's you're what not, I'm saying. You're not paddling anymore. But you know what? And yeah. you're right. When you're really high, or when you're really in a, a transcendent place, and realize that it doesn't matter right. that you're just a drop a raindrop on a windshield. That's true. Yeah, they don't pay raindrops on windshields very much money. Exactly. You have to. You have to. If you want to catch, now I'm just going to keep throwing sports analogies. But if you want to catch a wave, you have to paddle. Yeah, you can accidentally catch one just sitting on your board enjoying it. But you have to paddle for most. That's right. And if you're stoned, you're okay with not paddling. And and that stone person that. like At least the, this is like, for me. I know a lot like of people the, can actively be creative sure. on pond. Like it's the, the Tao of Steve. It's the guy who's not contributing or taking away. It is similar to a monk. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I keep. we've made the point. Keep, yeah. the, keep the ambition. It's right, good exactly, to yeah. – and, and then maybe be a, a weird stoner when you're old. I don't know. To be honest, I don't, I don't ever want to – 
do that. But anyway, even somebody that loves mushrooms, I've only done them five times or so because uh, I, I block off like a week to do them. Like right. I, I'll do them on a Wednesday with two days of prep before and two days after. You know? Which is probably the squarest way you can do yeah. something hip. Like. No, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've never just thrown them in my face, except the first time I did them because yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. And now you know. And, it's, and now but I, I think I think that's like a grown-up weird way of dis- – like you believe in a certain way. You want to do a certain thing. Well, it's like let me just make sure it's as responsible as possible. Well, Bill Hick – there's also a way of being baller about it. I don't do it this way. But Bill Hicks used to go to this ranch and for days they would fast – that's pretty grown up. Yeah. It also makes the drugs hit much harder and faster. And they do yoga and meditate, which is honestly what I think you're supposed to do. I think it is the flesh of the gods and I think you're supposed to respect it. I don't think you're supposed to take mushrooms at a party or to make a moot. People tell me their mushroom stories and they're like, and then I watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest and it was wild. I was like, go outside. Yeah, I think I, I'm at this point where <laughs> I, I hopefully if my wife listens this far, uh, if at all. Yeah, it's uh, two hours and ten minutes in. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think she would have given yeah, up by now. Yeah. She, she's shooing you from an open box of <laughs> apple cinnamon Cheerios. <laughs> Just eating with my hands and my fucking man diaper. Uh, I'm dying. I've never done uh, mushrooms. Or really? Anything, and I really want to. But I'm, I'm worried about like this weird in my head. I'm like, I'm 32. I don't need to do mushrooms. But I want to. I think I have to. But I don't have also the opportunities where it's like, I can go to a ranch for a week and I don't want to do it and then like go to Ryan. I, you, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Go to go to Joshua Tree or go to Big Bear or go – these are places I've done them. Wonder, or go to Big Sur. I mean yeah. I've never done that. But that like we were going to do that when the show was off, which is where we are right now and waiting to hear. We were going to go and do Mushrooms and Big Sur. Uh, <laughs> but do it with your wife. It's like it's not something to be like I'm supposed – this is like a bad thing yeah, or, or yeah. I'm partying. Right. You'll see. <laughs> and, and if you do do it uh, – I, and I've said this to other people. Just call me first, and I'll, I'll lay out some things. You oh, know what I mean? I will take you up on that the, offer. Yeah, no, I please will take do. You up on that offer. There's nothing I want to. T- people that listen to the show, there's nothing I want to talk about more than mushrooms. And, and if you're wondering what my mushroom spiel is, just listen to the. I think it's the Duncan Trussell episode or something. All right, cool. But the the long and the short of it is is respected. Have a day on either side. Make a trip of it. Have one day to decompress and get rid of things, and then the second day you got to get you got to get comfortable with the fact that your your ego is going to disappear for a while. But you also have to know in full assurance that it's going to come back. And yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. They get, they oh, get people exciting. they get people mushrooms uh, who are dying, and they and they come to terms with the fact that they're dying. In fact, I've said if I'm ever like hospitalized and you know dying slowly, uh, that I would want to take mushrooms because there's no time that I felt more okay with my place in the earth and my passing wow. than when on mushrooms. It's not a drug. The yeah. fucking man wants you to think it's a drug. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's rare, rare, like rare. I keep feel like I'm taking shots at you, but there's a rare occasion where you say something and I go, "Fucking cool." Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, no, you're right. I am. I'm a square person, but yeah, uh, but, but you, there is a fucking cool streak, and you <laughs> will do your best to not let it out on stage because I, I drive a golf. Because you gotta, you gotta turn up. The yeah, golf. that's right. <laughs> turn, turn up down, the golf. Turn down the mushroom. Although thing. you should watch the show; it comes up a lot. I, I asked Rachel Maddow if she's taken mushrooms and told her that she should, and Rob Bell, the pastor, um, told him to take mushrooms. I've watched a bunch of like I. I'm not trying to get you to watch it more, yeah. but I want you to know that there there's an undercurrent. I want you to know I'm cool. Ah! <laughs>
God, that's basically what I just said. But I want you to know yeah. I'm cool. Uh. And it's like, I already do think you're cool. It's just funny that and that's in our personality. No, I, like, I want you to know I'm smart. Yeah, I do yeah, want yeah, people yeah, to yeah. think I'm smart. And I, Please help me convince people that I'm cool. <laughs> Will you, uh, do you know the hardest time you've ever laughed? Did you listen to Adam Pally's episode? No, I didn't. He had, a, he had a real fun one. Just to give you an idea. They don't have to be relatable. They don't have to be a, an amazing anecdote. It can just be a memory of a time you've laughed really, really hard. Um, well, I, the, the one that stands out is very recent. Uh, not very recent. A couple of years ago, I, it was my bachelor party. Went to Munich, Germany for Oktoberfest for Whoa. five days with a bunch of buddies wow. and my two brothers. And we're, uh, my brother, one of my brothers is obsessed with shitting like I am. We talk about it. Incest. Shitting? Yeah, we shit all the time. We both have like issues where we shit five to six times a day and we party. So we drink a lot. And in Germany, you're just drinking liters and liters and liters of beer and then shitting all day and the next beer day. Beer shit. Yeah, beer shits. And then, like is a beer shit a looser shit? I, I have never had a solid shit, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I haven't had a solid shit in like ten years. Oh my god! Uh, but yes, it's a looser shit because it's mostly liquid in your system. Yeah. It's hard not. To, it's hard to yeah, get yeah, that yeah, to yeah, compress. Yeah. It's uh, like yeast and water. Yeah, yeah. You shit a loaf of bread <laughs> <laughs> with the heat, with the ninety-eight point six degree body temperature. You can shit uh, raisin walnut bread. But uh, my brothers and I, we were just so. Like, we were sort of drunk. It was the beginning of the day, but mostly we were just punchy from not sleeping, being hungover all the time. And we started talking about how you know you've reached a bad point in a week when you wipe and there's blood on the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. That was something we were saying. So because we said, you've been wiping too much. Yeah, you've been shitting too much and wiping too much. So we started calling. Do you wipe from the front or the back? I wipe uh, front to back. Front? To yeah, back from yeah, the rear, yeah, from the rear, yeah, yeah like yeah, you're yeah. supposed, yeah, not like you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you just right? said, yeah, keep it away I, from your balls. You can Google it. There's something called the pinch where you go in from the front, but you don't go back to you don't bring it from the back to the front. Just grow. You yeah. do a pinch thing. I actually find it to be quite successful. I use baby wipes, so I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I also use baby wipes. So whatever you're doing, as long as you're cleaning it up like right, a fucking yeah. crime scene, you when could, you're done. Why don't we all have bidets? Anyway, keep I going. would kill. Why don't I we love have, it. That's, that's going to be my first rich guy pur- purchase is a bidet. I'm going to have one of those uh, fucking – the toilets that has it in there. Yeah, so you it does, you don't have to like get up and move over. Yeah, to yeah. the fucking water fountain. Yeah, I'm going to get like those crazy Asian toilets. I assume yeah. Asian toilets do that because they're it's so Asian. fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not not Asian. <laughs> it's not, not the quadruple negative. Uh, so <laughs> – we just got caught up in this word schlud, which we were calling like, and it was just the whole thing about the, and the fact that some of the people we were with were like grossed out by me and my brother saying yeah. it made it funny. It gave it that church feeling yeah. where we kept being like, to schlud, you know, schlud, sweat, and beers. We kept yeah. using schlud, and it's so not funny. Yes. But I'm standing there with my three best friends, my two brothers. It's my bachelor party. We're drunk. We're hungover. We're all in uh, authentic leather leader hosen, cheersing <laughs> liters of beer and screaming about schlud, which which in itself sounds German, you know? So it's like, <laughs> so we're like in Munich and we're like, Schlud! And we kept saying it in front of other people, them shit not... Shit blood. Shit blood. And they don't know what it is, but yeah. we're going to Schlud in front of other people. And oh. they're like, oh, okay. And I am laughing so hard, I'm crying, and it's not that funny, but yes. it's like... Everything about it was like I'm having a, the perfect moment. Yes. And it the perfect moment to me is going to be funny. And I just lost it. You know the kind of laugh where no noise is coming yes, out? You're just making yes, a laugh face. Yes. It's just like... <laughs> and nothing is happening. Like, that's what I was at. Just tears squeezing out the side. Oh. The kind we, like the kind of laugh where you grab your dick because you're worried you're going to piss. Oh, 
You ever have that? Fuck, the first time I saw Anchorman, the fight scene of the reporters. Yeah. It's like, news team, I was laughing. Brick, uh, things got out of control there. Yeah. You you might want to lay low for a while. You (laughs) find a safe house. (laughs) Yeah. I was laughing so hard, I was pinching my dick in the movie theater and just urinating a little bit, like fighting it. And just, I actively. I, that movie came out when I was like Ten years 17. Ago. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. that young. Yeah. And I'm just sitting in the movie theater and piss is leaking oh. out of my dick because I'm laughing. So it's like those moments, like you're just not making any noise. You're just like full seizure. You're yes. Like, and your body is like, you you lost it. Yes. <laughs> the and pinch dick laugh. That, that's, You've never heard of that on the show. That's oh, that fantastic. Is a, that is a Gabriel's classic. A few, <laughs> few times in my life that I have to do a pinch dick laugh. You you worked another one into your story. Yeah, Anchorman. well, because well, in my head I was like, which one is yeah. the hardest? I laughed. And yeah, I was like, I felt weird being on a comedy podcast talking about often, watching a comedy movie. No, but it's often a movie. Yeah, but it, it it was that. But most recent was my bachelor party, and I was fucking great. To Four of the best days of my life. Schlud. Yeah, to schlud. To schlud. <laughs> also, that and that kind of explains me too. Like I'm this, in, like I'm cool enough and smart enough to be like, I should. We should go to Europe, yeah. but it's for the beer festival. And the thing that I enjoy the most there is, is saying schlut. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like I got this grown up element to me, but at the same time, I am a fucking child. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we, the ending was in the beginning. Del Close would be pleased. Yes. <laughs> wow. <Ooh>. Call back. <laughs> yeah. to, to call back to level one improv. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I read Truth and Comedy. Uh, well, this was fantastic. This is just such a great episode thanks for having me on peter i appreciate it this oh. was really fun oh it was a pleasure yeah. also we I, didn't really do it's almost like we should do it again and just talk about your life a little bit more well i, I I'm, I'm around <laughs> I'm well tra- we have to tell that story we're doing we're, you were on an episode of my show as a crab <laughs> and i'm you know in my tie and my nice pants or whatever they have me in that day and you just came out dressed as a goddamn in crab. dress rehearsal. First time I've seen you uh, in a, out of in the a day. Yeah. yeah. And you go, uh, what did you say? You go, it's just just me and my comedy peers <laughs> like up here or whatever. Because uh, comedy peer. my contemporary. Here we go. You Pete had to walk <laughs> sideways like yeah. a real crab because you couldn't the, see. Yeah. On the Pete Holmes show, yep. I play a pinchy the crab. Yep. We, meanwhile, uh, a couple weeks earlier, we we're on a podcast together. Yep. In pretty much exactly. The same, yeah. The same role, and now I'm like. Would you put on red tights for three hundred dollars? <laughs> you know what the thing is, I fucking would. It's, yeah, uh, I'm so excited to be part of your show. Oh, anyway, well, thanks, and Vic. if I will play any, and it, it, it's more fun to me to pretend I'm being degraded yeah, yeah, yeah. when I'm not. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. It's like I'm it's, excited to be it's there. A good yeah, it's a, it's a, there's way worse jobs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a very short bench. We only have like when it's one of the more surprising things about uh, doing a show is how few people. We're like, who could do this? We, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad, it's a, it's a bad, it's bad thing that, to people uh, trying to get in, but it's good that yeah. once you're in a community, we're just like, this guy, this it's guy. It's bad for guy. me that you're such good friends with McCarthy. That's what the problem is. That is the problem. Because <laughs> well, any role I could play, it's like, well, we could just give it to McCarthy, too. Oh, like, my God. Because we're, we're not yeah. the same look, but we're the same type yeah, of comedy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Well, someday I'll be better friends with you than uh, <laughs> if it all goes according to plan. Oh, no, perfect. This was step one. <laughs> well, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I'm going to shake your hand even though we're on a podcast because I wanted to say thank I'm gonna you. I'm going to hug you when you stand up. Yes. Would you say keep it crispy? That's how we end the show. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did that sound so done? So oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Very good. I thanks. just booked a VL. Thanks, Gaby. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so crispy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.